Welcome back to Chair Shot NFL. You can follow us at Chair Shot NFL. My name is PC Tony. You can follow me at PC Tony. I am joined, as always, by Andrew Belaz, the IWC War Chief. That's where you can follow him. And Ray Cash at It's Ray Cash is where you can find the man, the myth, the legend, Raymond S. Cashington's Esquire. Guys, it's the playoffs. Happy playoffs. And we all made it. Isn't that funny? Oh, my gosh. Ray, go well, ahead. Go ahead, Ray. You can we quote. Can, we, no, no, let's see. We're going to get there. We can't just hop back <laughs> on the show and just pop this thing Ray, out and not Ray, act like we've been Ray's gone like, for like three, four weeks. Ray's like, I don't know don't, what you're talking about. You Ray's see. like, don't rush me into being gloating. You see, I'll get see we it. have checkings and a savings account. You see, it takes like three <laughs> days to transfer well, between the checks. I'll tell you what, we had the holidays and then I got COVID, so what are you gonna do? Naysayer, please. <laughs> Manoa. <laughs> oh. Let a naysayer know. <laughs> so much has happened. Um, for the record, I, I I would like to put out the irony on on air that I tried all year to either retire or show, not show up or get kicked off the show. And the three, four weeks that I want to come on the show. There is no show. You know, there's a lot of irony there. That's uh, just saying. Well, listen. Even '90s you know, kids I, that listen to that what Alanis Morissette song would understand that kind of irony. Isn't so that's that kind ironic? Of, well, don't, you, don't you think? Hey, your Even though nothing in that song was ironic, it was just like coincidentally awful. So. Oh, see, that's where you're wrong. It's Canada. It's ironic. And Canadian. It's Canadian ironic. Oh. Is that like Oh, since the Canada gooses make everything different because they fly right? a it's different like, way? It's like center with oh, R E. Oh. Is that like oh, Canadian oh, bacon? And theater with the R E. No. There you go. Canadian Damn. Right. A, a boot with the with the with the two O's instead of the with U. The boomlot right. thingy or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey, that again, eh? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is okay. now brought to you by Letter Kenny. <laughs> Shout out to Letter Kenny. <laughs> to get back on track, yes, all three of our teams are doing quite well. Um, best team in football for for my team. Andrew has a a, 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 a division winner. Three years in a well row. Well done. Three years in a row. Shout out to Big Bake. And Tony didn't want to believe in his boys. I had to believe for him. Yeah, Clark. shout out to Jordan Love. Can, Can you I... give Jordan Love a little love, please? Uh, sure. Good job. Uh, he cost me money. I'll Damn. tell you that. Good. Once he, I told Aesop he's got to wait till that fucking ball gets snapped. Though the first offensive play, that's the starter. Whoever takes that snap. <laughs> but once yeah. Love don't, takes, don't curse him like Aaron Rodgers. You what? stop it. <laughs> I've been rooting. I've been rooting against the Packers all year. Why stop now? No, but I. <laughs> Jordan Love comes out with the American flag and then just so, goes down. Yeah. So oh, no. I, so I lost that bet to Aesop, but I'll be honest with you, I watched the game um, against the Bears Sunday, and, and I couldn't help but be rooting, because I am a Packers fan, it's just I made a bet, and that happens, and you kind of root for money sometimes, but... You were also rooting against yourself, because you had your Seahawks in the uh, the Super Bowl in Week uh, Zero Predictions, and well, you knocked yourself out right there, buddy. And that was something that I just did to be different, because I didn't want to go chalk. I mean, I've really been on the 49er bandwagon all year, so... You have. You've been hard on that bandwagon. But we'll see how that goes for me. I hate that I wasn't here to talk about that bandwagon a couple weeks ago. See, Ray's team is big win, 
make a clinch the home field, you know, and then not not nothing you can do to talk about it. Sorry, buddy. It was hard to me, sir. You want to get it out now? You have a bye this week. Do you want to talk about the bye? I'll say this. I'm very happy that we did not go on Odell Beckham's supposed yacht at Fort Henry. (laughs) Thank Uh, God that Spirit of Baltimore didn't ride again? No, but I I will say this. Was it going to be like the boat party up in Minnesota? Well, that's why I was worried. No, actually, no, nothing's that bad. I was scared it was uh, Tony Romo and, and Cabo. That's what I was scared we were trying uh, to do. I see, I see. But I, I will say this in all seriousness. Jim Harbaugh just won the, the, the Natty with Michigan. Yeah. His daddy who won the Natty and FCS. And uh, Big Bro, the only one with the Super Bowl. Seeing all of that, I'd be worried if I was playing against the Ravens. And that's not me trying to be a hater. Like motivation is a crazy thing. So, yeah, it's interesting. We'll see um, what happens with Jim Harbaugh. I'm sure he's going to come up uh, when we come back. We're going to get into it. Uh, a legendary college coach retires. We're going to hit the NFL coaching carousel, and uh, we're going to finish off these these topics before we get into our awards with uh, to kneel or not to kneel. That. Dumbass of the year. That is red from the 70s show when we need him. That is the question. Uh, We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Chairshot NFL right here on Chairshot Radio Network. It's Wild Card Weekend, baby. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always. Use your head. Welcome back, Chairshot NFL. Ray Cash, Andrew Blaz, and yours truly, PC Tunney, coming at you. Don't forget to head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Pick yourself up a Chairshot t-shirt. Get it in soft style. Feels great on your nipples. Yeah, you got it, Ray. Um, <laughs> Nick Saban is retired, gentlemen. Greatest college football coach ever? Yeah, no question. I don't think it's a question. Sure. With with respect to the old heads like Shim Beckler and Curly oh, and I mean I wouldn't call Le- Shim, Shim Beckler never even won a national championship. So I'm just thinking of old people names, dog. Yeah. I don't know these motherfuckers. Yeah, Curly. <laughs> I'm just rather yeah. No, 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 you're right. <laughs> you're right. Curly, Larry, <laughs> Mo, Shemp, uh, you know, bald Curly. Yeah. Bald Bald Joe. All them students back Jeff. in the day. But but in all seriousness, the way he has to win in this world is so much more difficult than what they had to do back then. There's so many more ills. There's so the transfer portal is different. Recruiting is different. The athlete is different. By the way, I can play for a college football now. Back then, with some of the back in those days, you know, I was bringing in the stuff. Like the world is different. So what he's been able to do in this world. And let's not act like he's only been good at Bama because he got LSU a title when LSU was like the school you went to go drink at. So sure. let's let's yeah, that, I don't think it's question. I don't think it, I don't even think it's close. I'm going to acquiesce from this because it's college football and I don't follow college sports in you general. Know, you, you brought it up and I, I didn't really know about it until you brought it up when we were in the pre-show meeting because it just happened today. 
as we record on uh, Wednesday evening. But um, I wasn't surprised because I heard that if he would have won, he would have stepped away, and that you know, kind of the he kind of he just looked different after that loss to me. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Ray. I was just asking the question. Um, I agree, he's the best. Um, definitely was not in the mood to deal with uh, NFL players. Found he he figured that out quickly in Miami, and and you know. <laughs> Leaving LSU to go to the NFL might have been the best thing uh, because that failure or, or mindset change up there, uh, we don't maybe not call it a failure, uh, brought him to Alabama. So, And the amount of coaches under his tree in, in college football is pretty ridiculous as well. The amount of people that he's had you know, with him and, and, and um, careers he's revived as well. Coaches that have been down, he's brought in and helped out. So, yeah. About um, Lane Kiffin, right? Um, you're talking about you're talking about coaches. You know whose tree he's a part of. Uh, who is he? Who was he under? Journalism, dog. Who's next on the rundown? Journalism. Pete Carroll. Big Billy Checks. Oh, Billy Checks. Uh-huh. Who did he? When did he coach with Belichick? Oh, in Cleveland, right? H- yeah, they both come from the uh, from the Parcells tree. Oh, okay. And 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 uh, Saban was underneath uh, Belichick. Well, speaking of, I know you wanted to to, to have the old uh, segue there. There's seven NFL coach openings, probably soon to be eight. Speaking of Belichick, right, Ray? Because I, I from what I hear that they're just figuring out an exit here for Belichick. The question is, he wants to keep coaching. Where does he land? You know unquestionably the Chargers. He'd be stupid not to go anywhere else. I don't know that the Chargers would pay him, though. The Chargers are notoriously cheap. The, the owners are cheap. They don't pay coaches there. They just don't. You, True, but you how many that, times does a Bill Belichick fall off the wagon to get hired? They could have went out and, and got a number of different people. They could have got Sean, you know, the, or, well. Is I mean, he Bill Belichick? Got... Did Don Shula decide to go to the Chargers at any point? Because that's the only person in the Belichick argument. Here's right the other problem with Bill Belichick, though. Bill Belichick, he doesn't want to just cook the meal. He wants to buy the groceries. He's not very good. I don't good. think that's anymore. I don't think he does. He's not. Uh, they're saying that's why he's out of New, at New England. No, apparently he was. He came out and said he was amenable to not being over personnel anymore. Yeah, that is, that's been a quote. Oh, really? Oh, that okay. he didn't really want the GM spot. And Chargers have a lot of pieces. They've got, you know, I just the don't other see them spending They've the got money Khalil, on they've him. got Herbert. I just don't see them spending the money on him. I could see them but going out talking... and signing the the, the 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 OC from the Lions. That's the guy who I bet they you, go out and you get You keep for talking about money. If you're Bill Belichick, do you need money at this point? Yeah, but you're not, you can't it's it's you can't He you wants the record. You do every other coach a disservice if you're Bill Belichick and don't go ahead and get a certain number. Oh, I'm I'm not saying take a massive pay cut. I'm saying there's other places I don't, though. I don't, think I don't, but there's no other places that are the Chargers. You're in you're in LA, which number one living situation is the best it can be you're after the, being in Boston all these years. Number two, what other team of at this age with in this NFL, I'm not has, saying has opportunity to this I'm, to a quarterback. That I'm good. not saying it's not the best position available. I'm saying I don't think ownership there is willing to pay Bill Belichick. And you're missing what part of what I'm saying is, which if that's the case, if I'm Bill Belichick, I don't need to come out here and make five million more than everybody else. He's not going to take 
Okay. He's going to at least take Jim Harbaugh money. Let's put it that way. He, he They're not going to have to overpay they're not him. Gonna, by, they're not like, going to pay him $8 million dollars a year? They're not interested in him. I'm saying the Chargers won't be interested in Bill Belichick. That's what I'm saying to you. It if, is. If January I, 10th. Listen, listen, Ray. Ray, 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 Ray. I'm not saying this because I think I'm right. Uh, this is my opinion, and I could very well end up being 100% wrong. I'm just trying to clarify to you what I'm saying right now and what I believe. That's it. I well, get where you're I coming. You. I get where you're coming from. But personally, if I'm the Chargers, that's not the guy I want. I would rather have uh, Jim Harbaugh. Andrew, can I ask you a question, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll say it to you. When's the last time the Chargers won anything? Uh, well... I mean, the last Jim, time they went Jim to the Har- Super Bowl was the 90s against the Steelers. Jim Harbaugh just won something and on Monday. Before that, really, what, you're really going to count the Danny and Tomlinson and Rivers random flameouts against the Patriots in AFC title games? Because I would they never got They never got to AFC title game. Oh, that's, they always lost in the round before that because they always bumped they into the Patriots. They don't ever win. So yeah, what, what, what I'm saying it. is, at this point, you got all this money you got to spend for this brand new stadium? It's been 30 years since they've been You relevant. got, you you go get who you got to go get. But that quarterback that you just gave $250 million to, you go get who you go get. Mm-hmm. They should go get they Arthur. Change they should go get Arthur Smith. Stop it. God bless him. Stop <laughs> it. I think that guy, he's not going to be a head coach anytime soon. No. Oh, no, he'll be an offensive coordinator, though. But 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 you did mention the Lions OC. Uh, I don't know the OC's name, but I know do know Aaron Glenn is a D.C., both of those guys are going to be head coaches, I think. So you're right on that. We'll see what happens there. It's just it's going to be interesting to see how these positions get filled because, right, we sit here and we go, yeah, who wouldn't want Belichick? Who wouldn't want Harbaugh? They're going to come in and have immediate positive impact on your on your players on your roster immediately. Um, but those guys aren't going to fill all the positions. And just because the best position is the chargers, doesn't mean they're going to pick the coach that we think they're going to pick. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Well, can we all agree on this? Those things ain't going nowhere. If it does go somewhere, they don't have a quarterback that you can trust. Cause oh, these four years yeah. of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi ain't ever happened like, again. Mike, and there was that Cam, Cam right. Newton experiment too. Let's, let's not overlook that. I forgot we, Cam was there. Thank you. You're right. We agree that Vrabel's going to be the guy in new England though. Yes. It's Vrabel or Mayo, but I would pick Vrabel over Mayo. Ooh, Gerard Mayo. That's a nice pick. Maybe maybe he stays on the DC? I think if Vrabel gets it, Mayo would stay on his DC, because I don't think Vrabel would want to rock that boat too much. But that that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm figuring it's Mayo or it's Vrabel. They want to get a team guy there to kind of rebuild. Because yeah. they're young, they're kind of scrappy and rebuilding. So a Vrabel or a Mayo would probably be the good good call there. Stupidest team is the the Bears because you got all these dimes out here. One that get yeah. chose. The crazy and thing too is with they four. The entire offensive major parts of the offensive staff are all gone except for the hood coach. It's like doesn't make any sense. Did he like? Did he brainwash them into thinking? Well, hey, if we can just get rid of all these guys that I brought in to work underneath me, and trade Justin Fields, me and Caleb Williams, get rid of all the rest of these. Idiots. I know I brought those guys in, but get rid of them. Keep me. How the fuck? That kind of happened fuck? with Vrabel. It happened with Vrabel, though, just in a different way, because Vrabel didn't want that GM two years ago. They picked that GM, and now Good now point. who's leaving two years after their two years of bad stuff? The coach, not the GM. 
Notice, notice how that lines up. They were pretty good under Vrabel until that new GM comes in, fucks it all up, and then boots Vrabel when everybody loves Vrabel. Just, oh, just I'll never, saying. I'll never forget because the year that they went to the NFC Championship game was the year we were the number one seed. You, you want to know where I think oh, Belichick true, true, true. goes? Belichick goes to Washington because that's a new owner everybody that wants to spend that, money. But no, they won't. And they don't have a quarterback. They're trash. They, have the, they, they sold the half their pick. defense to everybody else. They have the second pick. Washington had Mac Jones? No, when Belli- no, when they had the first round pick when they picked Bel- Mac Jones. You saying Belichick isn't that's the second round not the second pick in the draft. But you really mm. think Shador Sanders is gonna fix Washington? Come the fuck Oh up. my god, that is not even he's not even on the fucking board. Okay, you think Drake May is going to fix Washington? You think J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix is going to fix Washington? You think even if Caleb Williams doesn't go one, he'd fix Washington? No, but I didn't, no. That is a, that, that's it's a young a man's game. It's a bad team. It's a that, fucking like, cesspool. It's a black you hole. Need, you need to get you a Demico Ryans over there that's, that can build. You need to get yourself a fucking construction company, knock it all the fuck down, and rebuild the whole fucking thing from the ground up because it's a pile guys, of shit. You guys are bothering Belichick me. Needs you, to guys go are, you guys are bothering now. me today. <laughs> Wait, I, I missed what you said because Ray was louder in my ear. What the I, fuck did you say? I said you guys are bothering me today. <laughs> well, just, you said Washington. Why would Bill Belichick want to go to Washington? Come I on, can't wait until this all happens. Facts. I can't wait till this all happens. All right, what about the Seahawks job? That's a pretty good job. I mean, it's um, not a bad job, but, I mean, we also don't know what's going on completely. Because, like, what? Carol stepped down, got fired, but there's also a lot of rumblings that they're just reworking an office spot for him or something like that. So it's not like it's a, a bad blood, like, kick you out, you're done thing. So. It's just a Brad Stevens situation, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Worst job available, Panthers. Owner, yes. Because of the owner, right? Hard stop. Oh, yeah. And no talent on that team, really. Your your fucking quarterback's an Oompa Loompa, and he's fucking garbage. So like, Oompa Loompas, that's kind of the. That's I kind don't of the thing know now, that it's it? a fair assessment. <laughs> Why? So he can I don't do, know that do nothing and fucking just fumble the ball. I don't think it's very fair to have. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, uh, Ray looks. Like, Andrew got Ray to put his headset. Uh, is he coming back? He's coming back. Doompity doo awesome. That shit right there was totally awesome. <laughs> oh boy. I've rethought my whole life in the past 30 seconds. What do you get when you have an Oopa Loopa moment? <laughs> Alright, we can we can keep it rolling here. Ray is just befuddled oh, well, and baffled this, right yeah. now. <laughs> Andrew, you broke Ray. Well, Ray, we're like thirty minutes into the show, come on. <laughs> let's let's talk about Jameis Winston, guys. Yes. Let's. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> I want to talk about this too, but you were the one that brought this up. You want to break down the situation for everybody? Maybe some people that don't know what happened oh, at I the end of the end of the New Orleans game. I thought, I thought it was <clears throat> hilarious that Ray immediately chimed back, like, "Why will we even talk about that?" So let's see. Let, 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 let's frame it for what we know. Oh, you wanted to talk mm-hmm. about that? Oh, yeah. I thought that was I Ray. I wanted to talk about it. I thought Ray, Ray brought it up. In yesterday, 
and then Ray reminded you after you throw down the, uh, the oh. rundown without it. We have a massive, we, on, we massively disagree on the point, which is why I thought it would be a fun discussion. Okay, yeah. then. So, so you they want get to... an interception, it goes down to the one, and instead of doing victory like the coach fucking told them, which is just kneeling down at the end, like at the, the, the line of scrimmage, because they were up 41 to fucking 17. They decide to run a running play out of victory for Jamal Williams just because he didn't have a touchdown all year. Oh, and Jameis Winston got the touchdown. No, Jamal Williams no, did. Yeah. Jameis Will Jameis Winston called the audible, apparently, because victory came in and then he just asked the team, Well, what do you guys want to do? Because that that's what every quarterback does, especially a backup quarterback in the last game of the season, you know, that they, they aren't going to the playoffs or doing anything. He just goes, let's, let's just overrule the coach and be like, do you guys, do you want guys want to get Jamal a touchdown? Cause like, let's just not do what we're told to do. Oh, okay, okay, Jamal that's cool. oh yeah. What's him? Oh, I thought that was awesome because, uh, in one of my fantasy football leagues, the championship went two weeks into week 18 and I had to start somebody because McCaffrey was out and I started Jamal Williams. So thank you, Jameis. Go ahead. I'll, I'll oh, give yeah. you my real opinion. So on for it, your though, fantasy points, I'm glad it kind of worked out for you, but it's still a dumbass moment of the fucking year. Okay. For multiple reasons. Uh, One, don't listen to coach and just decide to make some kind of like team consensus, which if you look at like Taysom Hill's body language when he walked away after that happened, I don't think it was a team consensus. I think it was a couple people thought it would be cool to do. Two, it was out of victory. And how many times do we see in victory people just stand up and touch each other and don't fucking do anything and don't try? So now you're running a power basically up the gut in victory to possibly injure people just because you want to be stupid and greedy and be like, well, so-and-so needs his fucking touchdown. Dumbass fucking mentality right there. I agree with Shannon Sharp that it's loser's mentality because it's the same thing as like saying – it was an easy game. If you play like Fortnite or Madden or something like that, it's like blowing somebody out and saying it's easy, but not talking shit the whole game. If you can't talk shit the whole game and you just talk shit when you're winning, then you're an asshole. And last point, because victory is a big, big issue here. So I'll, I'll say this before I go pitch it to Ray. If they actually put it in a normal setup and it was like, you know, actual down linemen and a, a real like power play or like four, three or some, 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 something like that, like a weak or a strong or whatever, that'd be fine. It was because it was out of victory. Victory is basically the equivalent of tapping out in UFC or MMA in general. And you remember about a decade ago, maybe a little more when Greg Shiano was doing retard shit and having everybody like dive at the ball and dive at the at center yeah. and hurt people. And everybody hated Greg Shiano and Greg mm -hmm. Shiano was like, Oh no, it's, it's football. You're supposed to play to the last second. And then, you know, you're supposed to try to win. And everybody thought it was dirty that he was trying to undercut people in victory because it's fucking victory. Mm -hmm. Same concept. Go. So before I disagree with you, I will say that the, the one criticism that is fair and valid is the, the the you don't do that in the victory formation. That, that that I think that's a very fair and valid point, and one that they have to answer for. My qualms with you with everything else you said. First and foremost, I think I from from what I've read and seen, some of your facts are wrong. James didn't make the decision to do this. The team overrode him and said, "This is what we're doing for Jamal." He asked them, "Are you sure y'all want to do this?" That's not what and he said the, in the interview. He said he took the he took said he because he took the bullet for them. 
But he said he asked them what they wanted to do. He said his words okay. were, okay. I asked them, not, and it was not read it wrong because I got you. I've been looking at, I've been looking I, at everybody else's. I got to ask one question because I didn't know that. Uh, first of all, I've so been so out of it. You know, um, I thought Jameis Winston was the one who snuck it in or something out of this, out of whatever. But Andrew's point of the victory thing is interesting. But he took a snap in victory and turned around and handed it off to Jamal yes. Williams. Mm -hmm. Well, then, Ray, he did make the decision because he could have taken a knee. He didn't have to hand the ball to Jamal. Yeah, so... We're, we're in this world where we like to talk literal and we're not talking reality. Real, real oh, no. well, so literally, he made the decision, but I like where yeah. you're going with it. So continue your yes. point. The, the realism of it is all of us played sports in yes. some form or fashion. Right. And there is nothing more polarizing at times. But as um, as close as you can be as a locker room and in many situations. Right. And so there are times when. And we've all played where the team sometimes overrides what a coach says because it's what's best for the players. It's happened to all of us many times. That's why there are things called players only meetings. Those wouldn't exist if it's only what the coach says. Right now, you can't do that all the time. But I think sometimes a good coach recognizes a good a good team polices itself. With that being said. Let's look at the facts of the situation. Last year, Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns, led the NFL. Sure. He he came to New Orleans, because I believe he's from New Orleans, wanted to play at home, and made one of the biggest sacrifices anybody all year has made, because he went there to be the backup running back, and they moved him to fullback. So this isn't the sense of him not being good this year. He didn't get any carries. It changed his entire position. Mm -hmm. So because the team loves Jamal Williams, if you read read and follow anybody from New Orleans, De um, um, Detroit, Green Bay when he was there, anybody who's ever been around Jamal Williams loves Jamal Williams. The team said, we want to reward you for being such a good trooper because it doesn't make any fucking sense. You were the league leader last year, and the coach wouldn't give you the opportunity to, to do this. Because remember, these guys have incentives in their contract. Nobody gets an incentive for one touchdown most of the time. Maybe I get where you're going, but yeah, so right. Well, but again, you, yes, I agree with you with one touchdown. But we don't know what these dudes' incentives are in the contracts, right? Chris Jones danced like he won two, like a hundred million dollars because he got a sack mm -hmm. last week. We don't know what the situation is with his contract or his incentives. Maybe it's snaps taken. Maybe it's carries. We don't know what the incentives are. So, for the team. And as a consensus, and I say team, I mean the offense, because clearly we don't know what the defense and special teams thought. But yeah. the offense, for the offense to say, we're going to do this for you, bro. We're going to do this for you. <laughs> what that tells me is that there was a disconnect between the coach, because I can't see a world, and I could be dead wrong here. I can't see a world where they didn't tell him, Dennis Allen, on the sideline, we want to run a play for him and get him a touchdown. And he didn't. And he said, no, we're just going to nail the ball, because that's, that's what we do. And they said, okay, bet. And then in the huddle, they're like, no, we're not doing that. We're doing this for him. And so the reason why I don't like that Jameis is getting all the hate is because if even though he was the one who accepted the play mm -hmm. and did the handoff, it was not his decision. The team overrode him. And yes, 
he absolutely could have said, no, nah, son, we're not doing this, and kneeled. I guarantee you, and I'm telling you this, and you don't think I'm being hyperbolic, he would never play another down in football again. Because he it's about shouldn't the anyway. Because oh, he that. proved that he's not paying attention to what the – the coach should be fired because it proves that the team respects a backup quarterback more than the coach. The backup quarterback decided to overrule what the coach sent in and do it anyway. If they were in I formation, goal line, any – some kind of pro set, if they mm-hmm. ran a real fucking play, mm-hmm. I would have no issue with this. The mm-hmm. fact that it was out of victory is a bullshit, pissant, baby fucking move. Because it's the same as if let, let, let's go for the fighting perspective, because, you know, it's it's a wrestling website. Sure, we, we all sure. know about it. So we all know MMA. If you have somebody in an armbar and they talk shit about your family, think like Conor McGregor when he talks shit about everybody's family, creed, mm-hmm. race, and he taps. But you say, you know, fuck you. You're a dick. No one likes mm-hmm. you. I'm doing this for my family. And you break mm-hmm. his fucking arm. Aren't you a fucking asshole? Yes, 100%, yes. And it's that same concept because victory formation implies a concession because yes. 90% of the time the defense will just get up and touch you. Like they're, they're not even pushing, they're not trying. It's just we go through the motions, I touch, then we dap up, then we hug, then we go have good, good game, good luck in the rest of the season or see you next year. And you so, run a fucking power out of victory formation. It's the same right. as breaking someone's fucking arm in an I, I don't agree. I don't agree with that for this one reason. Everything you're saying, everything you said is factual, factually true. And the defense, all they do, nobody's trying to tackle or do anything. There's no rush. They just kind of get up off the line and just kind of walk. If the dude's running, you think someone's trying to tackle him at that point? He was on the one-yard line. But the point is, you're getting pushed back from the linemen because the linemen are trying. So if you get up and you're just going to touch somebody because you're not trying, and then you get fucking bull rushed, there is a chance you get injured because of a bullshit trick. And there is no precedent for doing something like that because it's a dick. It's a dick move that is just straight up. It is a 100 percent dick move. No one got hurt. So you can always go off of that. But that's beyond the point. I hear you on paper, but it's important to note. Watch the play. There was no. Massive pushing. He literally just walked in. Sure. But the point so, is, it the, sets a bad saying, example. Okay, so this is two different conversations because the things you're saying aren't relevant if nobody if that didn't happen. It, it mm. think, you the want, fact you that they talk, ran a play out of victory. The example situation. The fact that they we ran a play a out of victory is the problem. Okay, but so, so I'm with you on that. We can have that conversation because that's fair. But when you start bringing up specifics like the possible of it, none of that happened because nobody tried to stop anything. The okay. offensive line didn't push. The defensive line didn't push. He just walked in. When also, your kids were little, did you did tell it? them not to play with sticks and rocks because they might hurt somebody or poke their eye out or something like that? Something to the order, yes. So if no one ever got their eye poked out or anything bad happened, does mm-hmm. that mean we should all just play kick the can and stick ball and fucking sword fight with the fucking branch down the street? My grandparents on summer vacation when I had to go over there because my parents you know, were working and I had to be home, they were just like... You know, you ate breakfast and you brush your teeth, and then they'd lock me out until lunch. Didn't he go pee in the woods or something, man? I was like, go play. Well, in sure, the and if you got hurt, you were stupid, and it was they, your own damn fault. They told me but, to go play in the freeway, so then I would just go over to the neighbors. But they still tell you at some point not to do things, and if you did it yourself, you were an idiot. I just go to the neighbor's yeah. house and watch TV. Oh, there you go. But... 
Just because it didn't happen doesn't mean it couldn't and doesn't mean it doesn't set a bad example or a bad precedent, much like the Shiano situation from like what 2012 or whenever that was with the Bucks. Because someone, people, did, um, someone did get hurt though. I don't yeah. think it's but if there, people kept I, doing that and didn't immediately villainize and, him. And to and to the Shiano point, he was actively when you well, whenever Shiano you, was a shithead and actively calling yes, for it. Yes. When whenever you try to go after somebody's legs that is that's that that is the the fact that he of everything the fact that he the fact that they didn't like bowl them over and like anything and they basically he just turned around hand him the ball and he walked in then no big deal there to me the problem is what the team did then if you want to have the team if you say it's the team that decided to do it they're mm-hmm. all wrong the coach okay, called that's the, fine the coach called victory and and at at to a certain extent, Jameis more than anyone because there's three positions in sports that can affect the game by themselves and lead people mm-hmm. to lead teams to championships: quarterback, mm-hmm. pitcher, and goalie. There's yeah. the three guys on a fucking island basically by themselves. I know they all have support in their own different ways, but when it comes down to it, quarterbacks get judged by wins and losses. So do pitchers mm-hmm. and so do goalies. No All other facts. motherfucker on those teams get judged like that. So in the end, Jameis did have the ability to say, okay, yeah, but no, no take the snap and just kneel the fuck down. No, yes, he, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Because, yes, he did. Because he took the snap and he turned around You're and he handed the ball to Jameis. You're being literal. You're not yes. thinking he about this He physically had the ability is what he, Tony is That's what I'm saying. I get you. That's yes, irrelevant he did. because this man has a career and he has to go back to that locker room. Right. He'll but the never problem, but the problem, play again. The problem is, is well, he's he, never going to play not, in New Orleans again because right. they kept Dennis Allen like a bunch of fucking idiots. Right. Well, here And that's the thing, Ray. Here's the deal. Here's the thing about it. No other coach is going to want him now because he won't listen. Oh, I disagree. The, the, the I general disagree. man. Listen, Ray. Ray, 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 Ray let me finish. More. Let me finish. Let me finish. A lot of general managers will. But I can tell you deep down whether or not they admit it, there's a lot of coaches that are going to not want a player because of this. It's kind of the similar situation to, and I'm glad I, I'm glad this is coming up in a linear kind of way. And I, this is, listen, I am glad we're, this is a fun conversation to have right here because no one got hurt. Nobody's egregiously wrong. Nobody, Ray's right. Jameis is going to get another, another shot, but Jameis now becomes a player like a player that's cut from the Miami Heat. Because in the NBA, if a player gets cut from Miami Heat, unless it's glaring that it's for other things than like a, a roster spot needed or money-wise, if Eric Spolstra, you can't buckle down and do what he asks you to do, it's a sign to the rest of the league that you can't play no. like that. It's going to be a thing. I, no. That's just what I think. No. I know you can have no. – I understand no. you can have your opinion. No. But I'm just no. saying that's no. what I no. think. No. That's the kind of mark against it, though. No. Any one of those guys, they no. had the ability no. to not no. do it. I think the NFL, the players and the coaches, agree with the team. I think everybody knows Dennis Allen was wrong. Now, the thing about sports is if I'm wrong, we all do it together. We're right. Doesn't matter. The problem is he didn't listen to his players. Well, the entire the, the players entire aren't in charge. Coach the players aren't in charge. Essentially, 
When you come down the field and it's 41 to 17 and no. you just intercepted no. the ball and there's no misnomer. time left and the timeouts and they misnomer. can run the game out with a kneel down and the coach calls that's that, that's what you do. That's what you that's do. That's a misnomer. That's what you the do. The players aren't in charge. The coach ain't out there putting his neck on the line, threat risking to get his neck broke every play. That's a misnomer. The players have always been in charge. They allow the coach to coach them. Here's the problem. I think coach, why you think every NFL team, every every sports franchise will fire the coach before they get rid of a good player? Because the players are the ones that do that make everything happen. Because you that try to coach, find the coach because that, that coach Ray, best with the players. Because that coach Ray couldn't get the players to do what he wanted them to do in the way no. he wanted it to do it in the way no. he thought he could get no. them to win. No. Coaches are hired no, to get all. players no. to win. Not, no, no, Period. that is egregiously wrong. If not, you wouldn't have that a coach. Egregiously wrong. Coaches two aren't things. hired to get players to win. That's wrong. Two things. Two How things. is that two wrong? Things. That's specifically why you have a coach is to get the players together to do the thing that all on the same page to win. Yes, it is to motivate them to get on the same page to win the game. Yes, two things. If the team made a conscious decision to get Jamal his touchdown, you call an audible out of victory and you line up in goal line or you line up something else. You don't run it out of victory. I agree. That's with that. my thing. I, I agree. Two, you want to know what's funny? Is we a, all have a tiny point. No, no, tiny, tiny. We give all me have a, a different perspective. I'm going to I help you here a little bit. Help. I need your help. Tunney's point stands to a degree because you have Edelman, you have Gronk, you have a lot of old Patriots who have been, you've come out in recent interviews and they said, Bill Belichick gave us the keys, but we played for Tom. So you're right where the team rallies around themselves and they play for each other as a team, but a good coach has to motivate, corral that and harness that in a way that is healthy for the environment for everybody to kind of succeed and move forward. Dennis Allen obviously has no respect in that locker room. So he should not be there. And if he's still there, Jameis isn't going to be there. And there's going to be so many other newer, less confident coaches that take certain roles. They're not going to want to run that risk anyway, either. It's the same as if you have a problem player in any sport who's just going to go off the handle, do his own thing, call an ISO in basketball, or fucking be like a rocker from baseball years ago who's just a giant fucking cunt and just fucking curses everybody out and he's just a dick. If you don't have the right kind of coaching mentality, that person is a liability, and they're obviously going to be much lower on the chart of ever hiring. So, you know what, a giant... We're getting... A giant... We're getting very... A giant... We're getting... we're we're just we're we're just talking here and we're not there yet, but like we're getting in very dangerous territory. Yeah, I was where gonna... we're starting to call. Uh, uh, we're starting to call, and I don't want to I don't want to take it any further than this. We're starting to talk, call the NFL player a problem because he did what his team wanted. We're getting in dangerous territory because narratives are started like this, and like there are players in the NFL right now. Who are worthy of being in the NFL that aren't playing because narratives built around can them? I, can I tell it you something? It is very Ray? dangerously, dangerously close. No team to getting there has ever or ever will win a championship by not listening to their coach. It'll never happen. That is such a fucking shit shit thing to say when he's listened to everything, every single fucking. Because now, now I'm starting to get annoyed. Every goddamn play, all year. The last play of the season for a player to get possibly get extra extra money, and y'all sitting there acting like the dude shot someone in the head. 
No, what we're are not. we doing? We're not. But you're so you're no, but you are because you're sitting here starting narratives about this guy, calling him the biggest dumbass in the world. I didn't and say he'll that. Never play again. I, I, I didn't say that either. But, but it's been said, Tony. Don't don't be that dude. Let's I didn't say any of those things. Like, I didn't I'll say sit one and send you the audio. Listen the to the show tomorrow morning. I didn't say any of those things. I, I never, said the biggest dumbass. Yes, I know I did. Dumb, listen to the conversation. I don't agree with Andrew. I don't agree with Andrew. What I've been trying to say is we all have a different viewpoint on this thing, Ray. I agree with a lot there's, of what you said. You, you're not hearing me. That's the problem. You, there's viewpoints, but I'm telling you, my whole life I've had to listen to athletes, specifically, particularly, particularly the black ones, get put in these conversations where – They've done everything right 99% of the time, but the one small thing they did that didn't acquiesce to whatever I could give do, a fuck if it was Jameis. Do you bring up the race thing as bullshit? Because I could give a fuck if it's Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill that did this. Okay. You think you think you I give think. a fuck, but I don't. I could care I never less. Said, I never, but you, you just brought up the race. I never just like you put words in my mouth, like in my mouth for I, the last I, 10 relax. minutes. Relax. You never fucking said your name. I want you to go back and listen to the last 10 minutes of this show tomorrow. You listen. I've no, been listening to you. You've been right. talking no, the whole time. You Bullshit. And Ray, oh, you're you so are full of shit, really Ray. right that there is a narrative being built around. Is it fair or unfair? Two totally different things. Man. The one thing that I'll kind of end my point on was LeVar Arrington's show. There's apparently already a kind of a hubbub, a buzz about the kind of player that Jameis is. And it's not exactly an intelligent player because yeah, LeVar yeah, yeah. skirted around it. His co-host skirted around it. Brady Quinn didn't say shit because he's Brady Quinn. He doesn't have a leg to fucking stand on. He's barely even relevant in that conversation. But then you have Emmanuel Acho, Shannon Sharp, and mm. a bunch of other players have kind of said similar things where it is just – it is not conducive to, as Tony was saying, a winning mentality, a championship mentality because everybody has to be on the same fucking page. And – Jameis kind of playing, you know, cowboy out there and going rogue. It was nice that he took the bullet for the team so that that's good on him. That shows good team morale and support. The fact that he just decided to ignore the coach is a problem. And there's going to be a lot of coaches and GMs that see it that way. Now, it yes, there was 41-17. It's already a blowout. If you're pissed off about that touchdown, what about the previous other five? I get you. Yeah, there, there, there's a framing in it to make it seem like, well, it's not really that egregious. My major thing that I was hinging on, which is why it's a dumbass move, was the victory formation thing. Because it's going to affect everybody's perception of that now. Because if there's no rules set that victory formation has to be a concession, then you might get people hurt in the future because you'll have the Greg Schiano bullshit. You'll have mm -hmm. other people try to run trick plays out of victory Mm -hmm. Just to be an asshole. And some people might think it's a victory. Some people might not know and then get hurt. And it's just, it's stupid. And it sets up this new red tape. That is my major thing, which is why I will cop to, yeah, I called him a giant dumbass. He is the biggest dumbass fucking move because that ruins a concept of the game that's been there for a long time for the future, for now, for the immediate future. People might forget about it in a year or two if nothing ever happens out of victory and you know, nobody ever says boo again about it, but it's it's bad now, and that's why it's a huge dumbass moment for me. To the to, to your point, if we're listening to what we've said, we've all said about each other. I have on numerous occasions said I agree with you. Mm -hmm. 
that the, the formation was foul. They should not have done that. But I'll end my point on this, just being literal from a football perspective. If you look at the, the tush push or the brotherly shelf that the um, Eagles that's do, point. No, keep going. I like that's this. in the victory formation. It's very close to it, yes. So I'm just saying, and they run, not only do they do that four or five times a game, but they run gadgets out of that every play. How is that comparable to the situation, though? I'm not even going to fucking respond to that, Tony. If you can't even see the fucking correlation. No, because one is where where you're expecting them to kneel down at the end of the game. The other one is they're trying to score a touchdown on, like, first, second, third, or fourth down in a meaningful game. Is there a difference there or no? Okay. You get offended every time I disagree with you for no reason. But if Andrew no. disagrees with you, you go, oh, really? you're that's not, interesting. You're, hmm. you, you're not and then you turn around, and now you're doing it again. You're getting offended. So now you turn around and put words in my mouth. And that's what you did during this conversation. I, I can't wait for you to go back and listen to it mouth. tomorrow. I never said, I said specifically this. long for you to that. listen to minutes. Tony feels that. I've never done that. Like what 35 is, to 45. None of, you have had to have, none of you have had to live my life. That is none accurate. None of you have had to live life as a black man. And whether or not it matters to you or not, whether or not you can understand it or not, that's not that I can't do anything about that. And what I'm, I'm telling you is, let me finish, please. I what am. I'm telling you as, as a black person in this country, narratives are built about us all the time when we do everything right 99.9999999999% of the time. And people will stick with the one little narrative because we did we didn't we crossed the street without the light being green. Or read the one time and now we're a criminal or we're this. I don't like the narrative being built around this dude who did what a quarterback and a leader is supposed to do. He followed his team. If you yeah. want to disagree, so we disagree with, the point with you on that. But here, I want to just clarify because that's, that's I, the only reason I was offended. I, 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 I meant it when I said I don't care if it was Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. I never put all the blame on Jameis. I said he's the one that had the opportunity to not hand him the ball, and he did. So that's where I'm just trying to say. To me, everything I've said, just to clarify 100%, has specifically, like you said, literal. Okay. And from Ray's perspective, the GMs and the coaches and the owners don't see things like you, which is why the Rooney Rule exists. So they're going and to I've already use it as an excuse that. to not hire another right. black man. If we're well, being the... just blunt wording, All right. just, you know, they're going to use it as a, an excuse not to hire. Like, I, I don't like it and I wouldn't hire him because I think it's stupid and it's cheap and I'm not using his race. And you probably wouldn't either, as you've already said, you're not basing it off of a racial thing, but that doesn't mean that the people in charge of the NFL who are already accused of racism left, right, and center wouldn't use this to just double down and, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know we were having a conversation about race. I thought we were having a conversation about the end of uh, ethical ethics of a football game. That's what I thought we were talking about. That's it. It ties in. It, 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 everything kind of built towards it. It does tie in for Ray's point. Ray, Ray agrees about the, the victory formation, but yes. he disagrees right. with the, with the sentiment Has and everybody, the narrative okay. being built around Great. Jameis. And Has everybody co- got compounding me. reasons. Are okay. Going you don't to need, you don't need future. to explain it to me. I got I'm it. I listened to, to you. all I'm of you. I'm explaining it in general because okay. we got very heated. And no, we got no, a and I and I'm today. trying to tell you right so now. I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Ray, did I say anything out of pocket for you? I'm not worried about all of us being fine. It was a good discussion and conversation. So, as the person that's trying to keep the show moving along, 
I want to ask the question, does anybody have a last thought they would like to say about this conversation before we move on? Ray's point was genius. Ban the brotherly shove too so we don't get any kind of weird fucking victory formation, Mm -hmm. cross-pollination bullshit on that. Make it an I formation. Make it fucking three-man power. I don't give a shit. Just no victory formation-like thing. Like I I understood where Ray was going with it. And, And I'd like to just reiterate to us three on the call in general, when we do this podcast, we may be having conversations with each other, but we're talking to an audience. No, motherfucker. I've been, I've been specifically talking to the two of you motherfuckers for the last... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. We'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Let's bring the mood up. Cuidado, mucho cuidado, que estás tomando por un rum. All right, we got to give out some awards. Now that we've... Uh... I already gave out one. Now that uh, we've uh, now that we've tried to pick apart some of situations, let's uh let's hand out some hardware. He's smirking at least. <laughs> Fire on just those gas on the flames, huh? You've heard pot is where you've been a part of it, so you know how I am. That's fair. I think we were all having a different conversation about the same topic uh, for the last 15 minutes. I'll be honest with you. So, so I was was differential to everybody's perspective. Yeah, yeah. I still, I, you guys are still okay. You're bothering me still, but that's okay. You're bothering me, like okay. Bother all the time. So listen, you shouldn't get excited. You're nice people and everything, but hey, you're bothering me. Ray's like you've (laughs) you've kidnapped me for the last two years, and now I'm bothering you, huh? I'm just saying, I've been trying to quit forever. You won't let me. Let's give off. The Ravens did well, and he knew it, so you really wouldn't. Oh yeah, he wasn't going over as long as the Ravens are in it. Uh, Rookie of the year. I feel like we needed to give out an AFC and NFC award for a few things because. This is going to be. I'm going to ask the question after we all name the same two people. Um, who wants to go yeah, first? Yeah, probably. Uh, the Houston Strouds and Puka Shells. All right. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, Andrew. Lead us off. I I'm just right, did. I'm, I'm writing down the picks. You don't have any comments on them. I mean, I think we all agree. So what else is there to comment on? Well, I mean, obviously, big things to comment on. Stroud, second in the league in touchdowns. He's the only... No, did he lead the league in touchdowns? Mm-mm. No, second. I Josh think you're Allen. right with second. Because Josh Allen... No, Josh Allen had total touchdowns. No. Are we talking about passing CJ's... or just total? CJ Stroud led the league in touchdowns and touchdown interception ratio. And it's the first time a rookie's ever done those things. Jordan Love was second in the league in touchdowns. Oh, Love was second. Um... So, yeah, that's an easy pick. And then Puka Nakua set rookie records as well because he got those certain number of yards the last week. But Nakua definitely credits everything to Cooper Cup being a huge uh, mentor to him, you know, mm-hmm. giving him the shortcuts to things, as, as he liked to say. And for C.J. Stroud, man, wow. I, I didn't uh, – that give – Kudos to that general manager down there in Houston, Ray, because that dude pulled off the draft of a fucking lifetime, it looks like. For, for the record, Dak Prescott's first in the league with passing touchdowns, 36, Jordan second. 
CJ Stroud is 13th behind Lamar and Jalen Hurts. What did he lead um, in? Then? But he he's number one in ratio oh! 23 to five. No, yeah. I know what it was. It was yards per game and touchdowns interception ratio because he missed games. He actually led the NFL in yards per game. That's what it was. Sorry, I got sense. my stats mixed yes, up. Yes, yes, yes. Um, to your point, though, about the general manager, you, I, I, I would love to give him credit, but he actually got lucky because the Bears made a fantastic trade, the Panthers made a stupid trade, and drafted the dude the Texans wanted. The Texans wanted Bryce Young, and they lucked out with C.J. Stroud. And the smart play was drafting Will Anderson right after him. But they turned, they, they got really lucky. They got a leader. They got a dude who really wants to be here, really wants to take coming after the nasty man seriously. Um, and I I appreciate him. Um, but also, most importantly, you have to give the others some love. The offensive line had it together. Laramie Tunsil remembered he makes $100 million. Nico Collins had a great year. Robert Woods had a really good year. Um, like, Got to give this dude's credit. Devin Singletary remembered he knows how to play football. Their like, defense was pretty nice at points, too. The defense looked good. But again, Will Anderson. So I, I, I would, as much as C.J. Stroud was fantastic and, like, had poise well beyond what he should have in the NFL, mm-hmm. give D'Amico all the credit, in my opinion, because I think he built, an, he built a, a staff, built an offense, built a defense, built a comfort level that this dude could walk into the NFL and be like, eh, it's ain't nothing like I ain't never done before. Mm-hmm. I think so, Demico's yeah. going to get love in another category from some people. I will, but you know, there's another dude that stepped up that I never, I didn't think about till I was looking it up. And I, I don't think it's as cut and dry as it was before. I'm curious who you're thinking then. We'll get there. I'll, I'll shout him out. Demico's my pick. We'll get there later. Oh, okay, I got you, got you. Shout out the other dude out. We can go to coach next if you guys want. I was going to say that to second to last. Nobody wants to say anything about the NFC rookies. Was it anybody else besides Puka? Would you say Sam Laporta? Maybe in the conversation? I, like, I they think both... Laporta's in the conversation, but it's a distant second. The fact that these guys set these records, right? Like the receptions, I think, in, or at least the yardage record for Nakua, I know for sure. And then the other two yes. stats I mm-hmm. talked about, no one, no rookie had ever led the league in yards per game and, and touchdown and interception. Like, and they both made the playoffs. There's really no. That's big, yeah. I mean, like, and they're both. So did the Porter and Gibbs for the Lions. So. Yeah, but like, it, uh, Gibbs not anywhere in that conversation, I don't think. But Laporta, oh, I, I, I agree that Gibbs is Laporta could be Laporta up there, the but it's not even. Possibly. Yeah, but it's really not even close, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not no, arguing. No. Okay, so here's the real question, though. The NFL only gives out one rookie of the year. It's CJ. It's yeah, CJ, yeah. It is. You're right. Okay. He's a quarterback. <laughs> well, not just because he's the quarterback, but like he proved a lot and people have jokingly been calling them a Houston Strouds. So like that they ain't the Houston Andersons or anything like that. So and it's it's not the LA Nakua's, so I think we know who And it is. and while Puka held down the fact that Cooper Cup missed half the season. They have had, like, Tutu Atwell had a good year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, they've had some people who've had decent years. I know he tore his ACL or whatever he did. showed up out of nowhere to help a little bit. Oh, I think right? the biggest thing that showed up to help Puka Nakua and the Rams was the Kyron Williams. It's not a bad take. Yeah. All right, should we move the defensive player of the year? I thought we were doing coach. 
It's up to you. I'm following whichever one you want. Well, I was going to transition. That's second to last, I think. Though the end of the the singular awards will do. We go into defense, okay. offense, coach, and then it because there's only one coach. But how about sure. de- defensive player of the year? Ray, you want to get it, get us going here? You want to do AFC or NFC? Yeah, you you surprise me. Well, my AFC, nobody's going to pick, and this is this is absolutely a, a hard pick, but I think Michael will win it. But I think, well, first of all, uh, Michael's going to win NFC. NFC, I mean, um, Miles Garrett will win the award probably. Um, but for my defensive AFC pick, I picked Kyle Hamilton. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I I did that because, um, and I'm not being a homer here. In a year where the Ravens have the best defense. Closer to 2000 than we've ever had. We're number one in points allowed. We're number one in takeaways. We're number one in sacks. It's never happened before. And all these things. And Roquan is the leader. But if you look at the things that Kyle Hamilton is doing, Kyle Hamilton, I looked up his stats. Kyle Hamilton has 81 tackles. Kyle Hamilton has 13 passes defensed. He has three sacks. He has four interceptions. He got a forced fumble. He's doing some of everything. He's so dangerous that he's Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu put together. So while Roquan is a better player, I would argue, I think Cal, what Kyle Hamilton brought to the NFL, to, to the to the Ravens this year, and mind you, he missed two, two games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think what he's brought to the team <clears throat> in a year where the Ravens by far have had a defense that will go in the annals of history. You know, and to be fair, the Browns have to an extent, too. Uh, There's a lot just, of good defenses right now, honestly. It is. It is. Like, it's crazy. And in this era of offense, so I just wanted to give Kyle Hamilton some love because he won't get it. No, that's I know Miles is going to get it, but I just wanted to throw Kyle Hamilton some love. See, that, that, that's the funny thing is I, I was throwing up between Miles and TJ for AFC. Sure, facts. I, I, I think TJ might might get the AFC nod just because I mean we might tell in the wild card exactly how important he was to that defense if they don't show up, you know what I mean? But my NFC, I want the same team as Micah, but I want the different angle. Because I went oh, with Deron Bland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you knew it. Like he put up history with the the five pick sixes. He put yeah. up good numbers. He he was a he was a great DB this year. And it was something special to watch. And the Cowboys defense is up there too. Like I don't have the numbers at my fingertips like you do because I know you've been following the Ravens numbers for other reasons. But sure. Bland, Bland has put up his own kind of history making and the Cowboys defense has looked legit too. It might be in that level of like when they had their 90s dynasty with Leon Lett and Dion and they might not have been getting all of the accolades like the offense with the triplets. But like the Cowboys defense in the 90s was real fucking good. So I think I think we're at that comparison level if you want to go 2000s with the ravens i think the cowboys are kind of at that leon let dion you know really really good defense maybe not smothering like the ravens or the browns but like it's good enough to like spin some games around or hold people down enough for the offense to kind of kick it in the gear it's amazing what deron bland did when their best cornerback didn't even play this year isn't it though 
Because Deron Bland was irrelevant as fuck last year. Like, he barely played. It was a nickel corner, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's like, and then he fucking lights it up with nine interceptions, five pick sixes. Like, it's nuts. That's a great choice, though. Tony, do you have anything spicy or special? I do. Deron Bland is who I have in the NFC. Um, no shit. Okay. Yeah, those nine picks and five touchdowns. That's, that's a record, I'm pretty sure. The five touchdowns is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, Geno had seven. No love for Geno Smith. Just saying. Had seven what? Picks. INTs. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he a quarterback? Sorry, that was that was the homework. No, he, he, Geno Smith is our backup third backup nickel corner or third safety, and he had seven picks this year. Isn't he the quarterback for? Uh... No, not Geno Smith. Geno Stone. Okay, I was confused. Yeah, no, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Um, you, you said Gina. We only know one. On the it's like, AFC, yeah, it's like when Cat Williams says Wanda, no one thinks Smith. Everybody thinks Sykes. On the AFC <laughs> side, uh, <laughs> I, I hear things last couple of weeks. You well know? done. Well done. And hey, if, we, if we, P did he tell us to watch the party? You got to tell him no. Got to tell, got him, to tell him no. <laughs> He only had one goal in life, and that was to never suck a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Me and this virgin hole of mine. <laughs> I, I still love the whole, it's like, well, why didn't you just tell her to stop? But, like, that wasn't the question. He's like, my, you misunderstand my job. My first job is to be funny. <laughs> I'm just like, shit, okay, that's genius. <laughs> sorry, Tiny. Yes, so much quality with that interview. But, yes, please continue. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, we I derailed you. I'm sorry, I don't know how I could possibly follow that. I, I have TJ Watt. <laughs> Um, in Pittsburgh, being the the uh, defensive uh, player for for the AFC, the the. By the way, real quick, Tony, how stupid was it that they kept him out there? Yeah, got him Yeah, Jesus Christ. Any other thoughts you guys have? All right, you here? win. Pittsburgh might be the dumbest of the year award. All right, you, I may have to rethink. <laughs> um, no, no. Um, I know we didn't do defensive uh, rookies of the year, but uh, shout out to the year Jalen Carter had. They had a great year until the Eagles thought they were playing in the Mac. I mean, I mean, the Eagles haven't looked good all year. It just finally caught up with them. Fair. All right, guys. Uh, this next one is probably even easier. On, uh, um, offensive Player of the Year. Uh, I, I got Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. I don't know that there's much argument. That's who I have. There. Same. Um, okay. Good. Easy. We don't even have to explain why. I, well, and it's Did interesting. Did you watch football this year? Shut up. Go on. That's Keep true. moving. <laughs> not just not just statistically, but impact wise, and that impact resulted in the statistics that you see from these guys, which are absurd. I didn't realize Ceedee Lamb is like 50 yards behind Tyreek Hill right now. Um, I, what touchdowns? Too? I forgot for yeah, and I forgot for a second that Dallas is not in the AFC, and then I went, oh, but Christian McCaffrey. Sorry, I can't do it. That's that's fair. Yeah. I think CD is the only one that can maybe take it away from Christian McCaffrey. If I, actual voting happens and it's not Christian McCaffrey for some reason, so CD Lamb is the only one I could see making that argument. Would you guys take Christian McCaffrey as the overall offensive player of the year over Tyreek Hill? Yes. I would only because of how good the offense is in San Francisco. And I've been on record as saying I don't think that is because primarily of Mr. Purdy. You have been a little lower on him than a lot of other people. In fact, if you remember when we did our halfway MVP, I said if we were picking non-positional players, 
Trent Williams or Jason Kelsey as the MVP. So true, true, true. Coach of the year. This is another easy pick. Ray, you're you're the closest to the situation. I mean, just speak to what, how like D'Amico Ryan's is not only just this is this is out of nowhere. Like the accomplishment that he has got this team to the playoffs. What they're coming out of and trying to move this franchise forward. This is like. This is damn near a fucking miracle, and I don't mean that as a disrespect to the talent of no, D'Amico yeah. Ryan's either. Yeah, no, straight up. Um, it's storybook almost, you know. Um, and I don't, I'm not trying to be facetious, but I don't mean to bring up race for no, for no reason. But we're li- we're living in a situation where this team had hired a black man two years in a row and fired him, been given four year deals, and then they called and go get a dude who was unquestionably the best defensive player in this franchise's history. I'm granted 20 to five years, not a long time, but um, who was the talk of the NFL? He took less money, I believe, to come to Houston because I believe other teams were offering him more, but he wanted to come home because, you know, Houston is his home now. And to build the offense, he's, he's been able to build with his offense coordinator to build the defense has been able to build to make the picks that he, him and the general manager were in charge of making, but to set the culture, really that's the main job I think of a coach is to set a culture because ultimately, you know, so many things kind of run themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you set the culture and you, and you set a precedent of how things are to go, I think he did that so admirably. Um, He, uh, was always the first to take the blame when something bad happened. Um, and he put his team in the, posi- in the best positions to win. All these cliches, but, like, he really did it. But in the situation where, like, the Texans fans are a rabid fan base, I've been to the games. I, You know, I, I have vendors that let me come to their suites. And nice. sometimes the games in a 70,000-seat arena, it's not half full. Because they're the, we're tired of the city's tired of the team, yeah. and CJ, this team is hot, bro. They believe again, and it's because of CJ. It's because of D'Amico, and um, it's good to see a hometown boy. I know, I know he's not from here, but I mean, you know, as close as it gets. It's good to see a hometown boy come home in any respect, whatever city or franchise it is, and bring a little glory back. You know. Houston needed a little glory. The Rockets are trash. The Strohs, yes. But, you know. But well, the like, Strohs shot themselves in the foot with the, the bullshit, so. We did. Yeah, they came back the and won another one anyway afterwards, so. Which is why everybody was mad in the first place. They didn't Listen, have to do that. But. If you think they're the only ones, it's like it's kind of like a yeah. cheating, sign stealing and cheating that way in baseball is kind of like gotten to the point of like steroids literally everybody let me, else let me ask a it. tangential question though just to go off of what you said about D'Amico Ryans and like all that is he more lauded defensively than J.J. Watt in Houston because I, I think you led it with like the the like the prize defensive player like the best defensive player in, in franchise history is, is it D'Amico over J.J. down there because you're you're right there in the crux of things so J.J. Has a uh, 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 JJ has a lot of Peyton Manning in him. Uh, has a lot of the politician. The so basically, D'Amico Ryan's is like the people's champ, 
but JJ yeah. Watt, like if you're going to sit down, JJ Watt's the best defensive player they've ever had. No, no question. Yeah. Yes, no question. JJ's one of the best the NFL's ever had. I, I probably, it's, it's, any. I'd have to struggle to name, and the NFL's been, been around a long time, guys. I'd have to struggle to name 10 ends better than JJ. When history. you win two defensive player of the years, you're going to be in a short list of conversations. 1,000%. Right? Yeah. But I think there's something about a middle linebacker. And again, I would know. I'm a Ravens fan, right? That, I mean, A.J. Hawk for you, Tony. Um, uh, uh, Derek, Derek Brooks, Brooks for you. No, not, no. AJ, I, AJ, who else is a, no. A.J. Hawk was a great player, dog. AJ, Hawk, AJ Hawk's relationship with, leader, isn't he? AJ Hawk's relationship with Aaron Rodgers cost us at least a Super Bowl. Okay. I was just trying to name middle line. I can't there was a trade name. in place. All Buffalo wanted for Marshawn Lynch was A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk didn't do shit the rest of that season and the next season he was fucking gone after that. We could add Marshawn Lynch with eight with instead of Lynch going to Seattle, he comes to Green Bay after we had won the Super Bowl and is with Aaron Rodgers for the rest of his career. Think about that. Well well name me a Hall of Fame middle linebacker on that. So I can keep the Ray Nitschke. analogy. I was gonna say Nitschke might be the only answer. Oh, he played. That's right. Okay, got you. Yeah. I mean, but then he got um, Singletary. You know, you you got a lot. Like the middle linebacker does have a lot of nuance to it. So there's yeah, a galvanizing feature about the middle linebacker. Well, I mean, you got um, you got the Ray Lewis thing going on too. You know. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm biased. Yes, but also think says Ray Lewis. We've had C J Mosley. We've had. Uh, Patrick Bain and Roquan, like we've like, had a few. By the way, the the other guy, we all got to meet though. The other dude, the other white. dude, give some love to Kevin Stefanski. What he's what he how he's been able to hold Cleveland together. Like, you ever heard the story of, of um, Amsterdam? How uh, they had the dikes and it was flooding, so the kid put his finger in the dike. Yes, and like saved everybody. That's yes. Kevin Stefanski right now. I want to clarify something because I don't think Ray heard what I said. Andrew said, I got what you're doing. And I said, because you're white. And I meant only a white guy could tell another white guy was doing a Ray Lewis dance. Ray had no idea what I was doing. I heard none of that. <laughs> were, you, were you trying to do the swirl? Yeah, you see, and, and, I, and I said, because you, you're, you like, you're white, because you only Andrew can recognize how bad a white guy dances because he's also white. Ray is thinking that if I'm going to actually do that, I'd actually be good at it, and I wouldn't be. I might have thought you were having a stroke. We don't know. I'm white. <laughs> I can't dance. <laughs> I'm so I, glad I, I missed think, that. I think the only other I did one of this. in the argument just to kind of keep it on topic a little bit, would be Dan Campbell. Only because it's the it's like a feel-good story with the, the Lions winning the no. first division championship in, what, 31 years? Something like that? Something ridiculous? It'd be a conversation if the Texans didn't win South. They just made the playoffs. It'd be a conversation, but they won the fucking division. Oh, Granted, yeah, but I, I, I feel like the Jags Campbell, away. D'Amico, and Stefanski are probably the top three. Great. And I'm curious where public sentiment is going to push them. Because yeah. would any of us really be upset if either three of them won? I think not, if D'Amico doesn't win, I'd be upset. <laughs> no, I don't think – why Why should anybody else win except for him? Are you kidding me? The situation... I mean, the Lions are predominantly trash. The Cle- Cleveland – okay, they haven't been a bad team that much last couple of years. Talk about – But they've, they've gone through a lot of adversity, so I like that whole point of – It's all – No, no, no. It's yeah, all Jose about 
fucking it's all 7,000 years old off the couch, fucking playing like it's fucking 2015. It's all it's... about expectations when it comes to Coach of the Year. Cleveland was expected to be good, and they we can understand why they were continually good because of the defense is phenomenal and top-notch, right? That's what Stefanski had. Who was the other person you mentioned? I said Dan Campbell, Detroit. They were expected to win the North. So, Man, how many yeah. kneecaps you got to fucking sacrifice up in that motherfucker? That dude ain't winning. Here's but the other he thing. Could still. They were so would expecting... you be mad? Would you legitimately be yes. upset yes. if Campbell beat D'Amico? Yes. yes. Really? Okay. I don't think there's a. I think it should be almost. It should be fucking unanimous. I'm not arguing. I was merely throwing out the option. I think it'd be. I Luda, think there's a better Luda chance to be unanimous than a better chance that somebody else will win it. I like that take. All right. Ray. Yeah, Ray, Ray's not gonna like my answer for this one. Ray, uh, I would it make you smile even more knowing that your good friend um, up here in, in Wisconsin, PC Tunney, also has good old number eight Lamar Jackson um, it as, makes, as, it as, his, as his MVP as well. Is if my if I had a vote, my vote would be for what's Lamar's middle name? Aloysius. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Lamar, I, well, then my vote would be for Lamar Aloysius Jackson. <laughs> this is good name. The, oh, my I was close. Dem, Demetrius. Demi- oh, okay. God, it's almost as ridiculous as Aloysius. Yeah, okay. So, I'll put it this way. Before Ray can trips we, at me can, or says before you, Wait, 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 wait. Can we do something? Can we do something first, Ray and I? Before you tell us, because it's not hug? it's not Lamar Jackson, obviously. Touch tips. It's not. <laughs> I mean... uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on! I can't, gotta come back for that one. Uh, I hate when our shorts get tangled. Um, <laughs> let it, let us, let us give um, behind Lamar who we would have in our top three voting before you give your person. Okay. So I would vote Lamar, and then I would have Christian McCaffrey. And then after that, to think about it, really, I would probably have C.J. Stroud. You're going to laugh at this. Same? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I'd have CMC third. Okay. Who got second? Brain Dakota. Who? Dak oh, oh, Dak, yeah. Oh, Dak? Oh, okay. Dak has had a year. Because he wears that damn star, nobody's talking about. He's right. had a fantastic year. Okay. All right, Andrew, so, go ahead. I'm going to say this. Piss and raise Cheerios. If I was voting with my heart, I would pick Lamar. Oh, God. But go. within our couple weeks of not having a show because of one reason or the other, there was a very cogent argument that I heard, and I now can't really argue with that, made by Richard Sherman. And oh, God. he brought up That's, the year why did you that say Lamar that? Jackson won. He was 75% of the Ravens' offense. This year, Josh Allen has been 81% of Buffalo's offense. Total touchdowns, Josh Allen has accounted for 81% of those touchdowns. So if you break down MVP as most valuable player, Josh Allen is the most valuable player to Buffalo. I, and they I, did just come back, ask you go on a run, something? make the two-seed, and to win, you know, 
How many the uh, the year Lamar Jackson won MVP? How many turnovers did he have that year? Don't worry about that. I got it. I got one better. Don't do that. Don't worry about that. I got one better. How many turnovers did uh, Josh Allen have this year? I got one, I got one better, Tony. I got one better. Uh, I'm trying to find the stat. Uh, guys with two last names can't win an MVP. Where is or it? guys with two first names can't win. Guys with two first names can't win. <laughs> no, is it, it Josh or Allen? Damn it! I don't know which one to give it to. Hey, at least it's better than NFL.com. You click on Josh Allen's name and it brings us up to the fucking what the Jaguars fucking See, running back that's Josh funny. Allen. That's and it's just, like wow, they can't that's even. That's just link a crazy. The oh, okay, no, yeah, I, I didn't even think wrong. of Josh Allen to be honest with you because so, all the turnovers. No, so, no, no. But Josh Allen just... deserves to be in the conversation. Here's the one thing though that we had this conversation. The one thing that people don't understand about Lamar is, and and the conversation, Josh Allen had 15 rushing touchdowns. Yep. Right. Lamar has five. Correct. Gus Edwards has 13 touchdowns this year. You want to know the longest touchdown he scored? Probably sub-20. Two yards. Seven yards. Okay. okay. Sub-20, so at least I was right every, on that. Every touchdown, and that's only one. Every other touchdown besides a seven-yard touchdown has been five or less. The thing, the reason Those for are Lamar Jackson touchdowns that is, we just handed the ball off. Here's the other thing is Lamar Jackson rushing for a first down is also an, 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 a ridiculous stat, which almost trumps like what Josh Allen does. Like if you just talked about how many touchdowns, it's kind of like Jalen Hurts and why Patrick Mahomes won won the MVP, right? Like the Eagles had that amazing year last year and it was like all the stuff, the stats that Hurts had, but then you go over and you look at Patrick Mahomes last year and total yards, he dwarfed him and total touchdowns, he dwarfed him, you know? I get you. And the year so, previously, Brady I, technically had better stats than Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers had better efficiency and touchdown interception ratio, some, ratio and shit like that. Sometimes the smell test or the eye test, I should say. The, sometimes, let me start with. Sometimes the eye test needs to be is so close you have to use stats. But sometimes, to me, the eye test isn't close that. You, the stats don't matter, but if you look hard enough, you can find equivalent stats is what I'm saying. And that's what I think Lamar Jackson is. Best player, best team, best season, MVP. That's the other point that Tony made that I think nobody who's making the conversation, the, the, the uh, They're easily the best against team. Lamar it's not even close. Has, has said. They will be favored in every game the they team. play for the rest of the year. Sorry, Rick. So, no, no, you're right. Not only that, but we've beaten – Every play, team we've had, all the major teams we've beaten, and the way we've beaten them, Lamar's played great in all those games. But maybe the most impressive stat I've ever heard in my life is the Ravens have the second most minutes with the lead in NFL history. The team before them, the Pats that went 18 and 0. Sure. So again, if you notice, I wasn't really doubling down hard on Josh Allen. Sure, sure. I just really liked what Richard Sherman's argument was. And if you break down most valuable player without Josh Allen, that team is awful. That team is like Panthers level of trash. I I you I don't agree with, I don't disagree with you. I think Josh deserves to be in the conversation, but ultimately mm-hmm. you winning has to matter. It's the reason why Kevin loved in the win MVPs when he was putting up 20-20 every night. Because the team was garbage. Like, 
eventually you have to be your your um play your mm-hmm. ability has to lead to success now they've pulled themselves out of the rut that they that he put them in but ultimately you look at him the losses they lost getting blown out this that and the other the, until week 18 because we gave the game up the ravens held a lead in every game to, after at to, to, to two minutes Mm-hmm. So for 58 minutes, they were leading in every game. This yeah. is just an impossible thing to think about. Oh, yeah. I'm not arguing. Again, so, you're not getting a strong argument out of me. Yeah. But I, I think it could seal it for Josh because of the stats. Because all of the NFL loves to go to next-gen stats and stupid statistician bullshit that didn't exist fucking 10, 15, 20 years ago. And they ended up winning the division because of the Dolphins fucking dolphining. So it, it it kind of ended on an upswing so that Josh Allen could maybe get a little more momentum than people initially think. Cause. And, and it, one thing that helps Lamar, I think, too, is every team in the AFC North is over 500. True. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I – there's not a lot of – I mean – Though you'd have Lamar second, right, Andrew? Oh, yeah. Like I said, with my heart, I would pick Lamar. But, like, as soon as Richard Sherman brought up that stat and I looked at how the year ended because I think Richard Sherman had that conversation two weeks ago. So I just wanted to make sure that the the numbers didn't lie and, you know, Scott Steiner's math added up and, you know, Smojo and, you know, 143%. Yeah. If if this was Pot is War and I got the title this show, um, it would be Chair Shot NFL – uh, Andrew got to Belaz. I mean, or just Josh Allen wins because of Steiner math. Come on now, that's enough. Why not? You could name it that too. You don't have to be like super generic NFL wild card weekend. Like, come on. <laughs> I bet you, jo- I don't think Josh Allen's in the top three in voting. Obviously, you you named your top three. No, <laughs> no he, I mean, no, the, he may, I mean, he that, may be the, no, he I mean, when it comes when it, when the voting comes out, I don't think he's in the top three. No, he may be runner up because I forgot about him when I when I picked Dak. Uh, Dak, he may be runner up. I did like your Dak pick though, because Dak would be my number three because he has had a very good season. But it's the Cowboys, and no one's going to. We'd have a new. We would have a new title though if I was naming him. I I did like your Dak pick. <laughs> you should do that. You should do that. It's a good title. I can't. It's, I can't. It's, it's on. I can't. It's it's topical. It's NFL. <sighs> The Fair shot NFL. I like your deck pick. NFL playoffs needs to be in the title. <laughs> so then, chair shot NFL. I like your deck pick. Playoffs. <laughs> Parentheticals. <laughs> there now, you go. I named it for you. Congratulations. <laughs> and now we're back to Andrew got to Belaz. <laughs> playoffs. <and> Parentheticals. <laughs> Ray, it's been a it's been a Ravens kind of uh, regular season. Uh, go ahead and have the last thought here before we get into picking our wild card uh, round picks. It's just been an honor to watch this team this year. Um, a true honor, um, Lamar. There, there's a scary sense of determination in Lamar's eyes right now. Like 
he's not smiling. He's not happy when he gets accolades. They're saying, well, you're number one in the MVP rankings. He was like, okay, so what? And it's because we remember 2019. And we remember, you know, having the year of a lifetime and all the numbers he put up. And we lost in the very first game because Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill punches in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I, I feel like, and this coincides with the fact that the Bills are hit or miss more than they've ever been. The uh, Chiefs have literally no offense other than Taylor Swift. Um, and the, uh, what's what team? What's the other team? The Dolphins can't play on the road. So, like, can't play against teams over 500. That too, which is another <laughs> two problems that are major. <laughs> right, everybody um, in the playoffs has a winning record? Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, boy. What do we do here? Oh, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of the team. I'm happy we will have this accomplishment, but don't mean shit till we get, we, we got it. We have to get to the chip. It's time. And if Lamar can win a second MVP mm-hmm. and win a chip, I'm not saying he's going to win it all right when he gets there. I think we get there. No, no problems, but I'm not going to be so presumptuous as to assume we're winning a title. All the conversation's dead. You can never criticize Lamar Jackson again for the bullshit that he's been criticized for. I just don't I, think it'd be possible. I don't think you like, can criticize him at all now. Um, it's yeah. just sad, though, because my first thought when you brought that up is if he wins the MVP, and he's going to, and the Super Bowl, he still won't be considered probably even a top 20 quarterback all time. Oh, if he no. wins the Super Bowl, he will be? I don't no, know. I don't even think he'll be considered the, one of the best quarterbacks still, of, of this, oh, this era. I can't. One, he's still I don't, young. I don't know where I can. I think he'll put get him. he'll get his props if he gets the Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I mean, don't... Ray, you. I know you remember this conversation we had a couple years ago, and it was like you, me, and Platt, and we were having a football conversation, and I jokingly basically said that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are the same fucking person, except yeah. Lamar chokes in the playoffs. This yeah. was like, what, two, three years ago, whatever the fuck it was. Which was a fair criticism at the time. But now, what what my point I was going to say to you was, uh, I agree with everything you said about his demeanor. Because he's matured. He knows what it's like to get punched in the mouth after having such a good team and a good year. He knows what it's like to get dogged on after having an injury and, you know, just having no team around him and just feeling like shit. And he is finally matured to understand what it, it's like to be fucking professional. And... I like seeing that out of Lamar because a couple years ago, he was still too immature, still gave too much shit about like his own accolades. And he still thought he was hot shit, but like now he's matured as a professional, as a player, as everything. And I like that. And I I think this is finally that point where everybody might turn the corner on how people perceive Lamar, especially if they win a Super Bowl or even if they have a really good run, and it's thanks to Lamar's play and protecting the ball and doing a lot with his legs and his arm. Like, I, I think this is the year that everything turns around for that perception and Lamar starts to vault up the rankings. And Tony, final point, by the way, I, I, I hope that happens. I don't think because he'll always get criticized that he's a running back who can throw that bullshit. But the final point is, to everything you just said, it, we cannot overlook how massive this offseason was for him and the team. Mm-hmm. The back and forth about the contract, um, the cost of drafting the draft that he had. Every player on the that he drafted this year, with the exception of the, I think, the cornerback, 
is a starter or a major contributor on the squad. It's amazing. Um, on um, getting uh, stealing Odell from whoever he was going to go before and getting him and Odell revamping the entire receiving core, like all the things he did, uh, find, trading for Roquan, finding, that was last year, but you know what I'm saying, um, finding Jadavian Clowney and Kyle Van Moy yeah. off the scrap heap. Mm-hmm. Like, I think all that matters too because we were going into this season. People saying, are the Ravens done? Like, remember, Lamar said, came out and said, I want to be traded in public. He wanted out because he was tired of the back and forth. And that happened. But not one team even offered to call the Ravens and say what you want for the boy. So, like, not only is he sitting here listening to all people say the things that they've said, not only is he sitting here saying, I never won a state title I never in high school. I never won a natty, the natty in college. All the accolades he had, all this stuff. But then he's also thinking of, well, none, nobody in the field believes me because they wouldn't even call to try to see what I, what, what I was worth. So, like, it's a lot of reckoning coming for that dude, man. Dude, I, I love the chip on his shoulder right now. Because mm-hmm. if you think about everybody he gets compared to, Cam Newton, fucking Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, McNair mm-hmm. to less of a little less of a degree, but you you kind of get where it's going. Even and Steve Young is OG, and, and, and you know, and no, but I'm just like that whole running yeah, back who's yeah. playing quarterback type thing. Got you. They Got never you. win shit in the NFL, and yeah. certain more recent ones like Cam Newton, his attitude never really fit the mold of what is professional. However, you sure. want to read through those lines to know what I'm saying. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you get what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. But. Lamar has turned the, the narrative around a bit, I think. And I, I love the chip he's playing with. I love the look on his face, not giving a fuck about personal accolades. And if he wins the Super Bowl, that's going to put him in a different echelon than the Cam Newtons, the Michael Vicks, the Randall Cunninghams, all that other stuff. And then people are going to finally have to start respecting the running black, running. Well, I kind of, I sort of misspoke, but you, I kind of also didn't. You, 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 you said the quiet part out loud. It's okay. Yeah, it's not so much. I know, but we we, we were having this conversation earlier, and it's kind of true. The the black quarterback stereotype is finally going to get shut down. God damn, he's running black. (laughs) (laughs) The nerd, hey man. Hey, it was a Freudian Uh, slip that wasn't really wrong either. uh, You know what I mean? So, eh. wow. (laughs) I'm not taking it back. Yeah, man, I'm ready. I, I I could not be more excited. However, take the journalism out. I'm looking forward to this weekend. So you get to just relax, and then we get to I get to dovetail into things. No, I'm actually nice this stuff. week for my for my brothers for my brother. I'm pulling for every, I'm not f- fuck Platt and that Cleveland team. I'm pulling for the for the Bucks, and I'm pulling for the Pack. Let's go for y'all. Oh, God, shit's getting deep. Where's my boots and shovel? We'll be right back. (laughs) Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. 
ChairShot NFL right here, ChairShot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms. You already knew that. And ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Go check it out. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt for yourself and uh, makes a great gift as well. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Every time it, you put it on, it gives you a hug. There you go. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Think about it. Yeah. Your shirt's hugging you right now. If you put on a backpack and a turtleneck, it'll be like a small person's on your back trying to strangle you. They're very weak. The Mitch Hedberg thing. Yeah, you're muted, Andrew. Um, wild card weekend here. <laughs> you read what I said with my lips, though. So, huh? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I just knew you were going to uh, jump in there. Let's, let's get it going. We got some picks to make. Uh, there's no locks because we have to pick everything. I need you guys to tell me who's going to cover the spread and what the over, who's, which way the over-under is going. So it's interesting because the first three games are AFC games chronologically um, in which we will witness them this weekend, and then the last three games are NFC games. So I would bet dollars to donuts that the NFC will be playing on Sunday next week and the AFC will be playing on Saturday. But that's just my, you know, Tunney's intuition. Uh, Cleveland heading to Houston as favorites. Houston plus two and a half over under 44 and one half points. Oh, fuck it. Give me Houston and the over bitches. I'm troubled. I'm troubled <laughs> that's, that's how I feel too. Cause this is probably the hardest one for me to pick. Yeah. I'm, I'm troubled here because, uh, I really like what the Texans have done. The Texans have that 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 good old American word, the moxie and gumption and all that bullshit. <laughs> the Browns punch you in the mouth. And yeah. if Joe Flacco can, we know some history. Flacco in the playoffs is a different beast. Um, that fuck, I can't, I that, can't you pick know, the Browns. You know the Browns are orange, right? Like a pumpkin? That pumpkin... You know why? Because the carriage, uh, that carriage, that beautiful carousel. They don't that play at midnight. In. It's fine. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, I can't, in good conscience, pick Platt's team to win in the playoffs. I can't do it. Wow. I, it's all because of Platt. Only because of Platt. So I think they're going to win. But because of that, I'm going to pick the Texans. Wow. Over? Over 44 and a half? Under? No, 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 because actually, actually, figure what I just said, pick the Browns, because I want Baltimore Cleveland next year, next month, next week, because we, we got to They got to ask something coming. Over under 44 and a half. Go over. All right. Andrew. I know that's, that's a little, probably a little shocking, but I'll go over. Andrew, make the no, right. I, I make, agree because I was going Cleveland and over. You got Cleveland in the over as well. Okay, all right, interesting. So you both have Cleveland winning by three or more. I'm going to take the Texans. I think they went outright. I do think this game goes over. Watch it be under. Um, yeah, it could be. Two good defenses. Mm-hmm. The next game Saturday night Michael's is. arm has been live though. That's my whole thing. So I'm like. Mm. Miami at KC on the cock. By the way, you can only watch this game on Peacock. Uh, so I'm first, pirating that. Good to know. First ever NFL <laughs> playoff game on the ba- It's a peacock, not a baby's arm, Ray. Um, oh, my bad. Sorry. I get those things confused all the time. 
Uh, Kansas City. I may go down to the stadium. I may go down to the stadium in tailgate. I may do that. In Kansas if City. If I do, I'll, I'll take pick. No, it's a Texans game. Oh, I already yeah, moved well, up. He's talking about the Chiefs I and moved the, on. the Dolphins. Oh, the have, we, have we moved on to the cold <laughs> to the cold place? <laughs> I thought you were just gonna go to Kansas City for or some this, reason. Like, or is this more? Trip? Is this more about the baby arm? Did you take your baby arm down to the stadium and tailgate? <laughs> and I have enough babies. I don't need to take my baby arm nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kansas City four and a half point favorites over under forty four in this game. I do not get that over under of forty four. That makes no sense to me. I know the Chiefs defense has been solid. I'll take Kansas City and the over. Oh, I'm going Chiefs and the under. So here's the thing. I know this is gonna be possibly the coldest game ever played. No exaggeration. Maybe it's, that's it's, why. It, it's it's supposed it's Right now, it is it is um, forecast to be it, directly zero at, at kickoff. Mm-hmm. But the speed that the Dolphins have on their offense is dangerous. And I'm not talking about Tyreek. I'm talking about Mostert and A-Shane. 11. And Jeff Wilson is still back in that back. He's not playing, though, is it's he? It's going to be 11. 11 degrees is the forecast. Okay, but what's oh, it feel like thing. with the wind chill? Nah, this isn't ice bowl stuff, guys. Come on. I didn't. Okay, this is, in my opinion, just what it was advertised as. So he's right. It is getting changed, advertised that way. If it's changed, cool. But initially, it was supposed to be the coldest game ever played. Can I tell you something uh, real quick? Yeah. Fr- we're recording Wednesday night. Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm in Southeast Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Friday, Friday morning, starting at 4 a.m. until Friday night around 11 p.m., we're supposed to get 10 to 16 inches of snow. That's a lot, huh? Uh, for a white guy, that is, Ray. I just have to explain that to you because you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. Though. You got it. <laughs> See, we can take the race thing and flip Ooh. it, too. It's funny, Dad. Hey, there's good ways to use it, right? <laughs> I got my moments. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So Miami and Kansas <laughs> City, Ray, who you got? <laughs> I ain't going to front with you, dog. My one of your Josh Allen Lamar things. My heart says Kansas City because you just don't ever pick against my homes. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Oh boy. Really? Well, at least you get Dolphins points. Dolphins are cursed in at cold least, weather games. At least you get points. I, that, that's why I'm taking them. Plus, hey, fuck you. Games are a big thing. We've well, spoken about this before. This is yeah. Tyreek's first time back in Kansas City. Yeah. Over, over, under. Dog, this is going to sound crazy as hell. I'm going to go over. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, 1 o'clock Eastern, kicking us off on Sunday. Pittsburgh heading to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is Buffalo is a 10-point favorite, Ray. The Pittsburgh Steelers are catching 10. Do you, Is it? Is it? Or is it not? Oh, no, it's not. It should be more. Really? Not the first one of the first ever playoff double digit spreads that's not disrespectful. The Steelers made the playoffs at ten and seven and Well they don't have TJ Watt. That's gonna be huge. Well that's who. But um the defensive player of the year in the AFC, but in my in in, aren't in their plus minus like minus fifteen or something like that. Something like like well plus they get outgained in in victories all the time yardage wise. It's 
They've given up more points but than yeah, they've scored. But they got Rudolph they the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mason Rudolph than they did before. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, he saved Christmas and their season. We're aware. Got Kenny Pickett benched. I can't wait. And if you Bills. read reports, Kenny acted like a bitch. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was a punk bitch. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Michael. Back up playoffs, your team. They should really make an Whether oh my god, they can't Kenny Christmas shirt. Eve. Really. If the Steelers, if the Steelers move on in the playoffs, I'm, I'm. What's hockey doing? Didn't Connor Bedard get hurt? Get hurt? Because like. <laughs> wow. Connor Brown did get world. hurt, actually. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's no, mean. That's the You're first so mean. I saw that. He's like 12. Uh, he who who you got here, Ray? You got Buffalo then? Bills. The, the Buffalo? Bills by 1,000. Over under 36. I guess by 36, oh. over, over then, if they're going to score 1,000. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I asked a dumb question. My bad. <laughs> the, only way, the only way this is a game is if, T, if JJ or even Derek pretends to be TJ. <laughs> Yeah, I got Buffalo in the over. Unless 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 Mike Tomlin in mini Dicka esque fashion from Saturday Night Live steps on the field, uh, it's not happening. Andrew, uh, ten is a lot, and the Bills are wishy washy. So you got Pittsburgh I, I in the to, under. I want to say the Bills are going to win the game, but if we're using the spread, I think the Steelers are covered the ten. You got the under or the over thirty six. I got the over because TJ's out. All right. But I, I still think they cover the 10. I don't like 10. If it was less than 8, maybe, but like 10 is... The Bills are streaky this year. We we, we agreed it's on that, be, that. They're more up and down than a lot of teams. It's going to be whether or not Josh Allen turns the football over, and that's why he's not my MVP. Uh, Josh Allen should have 7... Tur- Remember that game in Buffalo about 15 years ago and Tony Romo had 5 t- turnovers and they still won in Buffalo? Didn't they play against like JP Lossman though? Like that doesn't fucking count. Nathan Peterman. That's the <laughs> point. I mean, Mason Rudolph has at least looked competent the last two weeks. JP Lossman never looked competent in his Mason life. Mason Rudolph plays. His last name is Loss, man. Mason Loss is in his fucking name. Mason Rudolph played the third string of the Ravens and one other team that didn't give a fuck about playing. I don't understand. Miles Garrett concussed him so hard a couple years ago. He's good now. Like he came all the way back around. He went, oh yeah, I he forgot. Got, I forgot got, Mason, the quarterback Rudolph, also also Rudolph. called my Garrett bad yeah. names. <laughs> then he took his helmet. I don't know what happened. He just started playing piano, classical, all of a sudden. Damn right. He played Mozart. He speaks. He speaks fluent Mandarin. I don't know what happened. With a Portuguese accent for some reason, but hey, you know, no, it's <laughs> all right. Oh, let's get to the nice. marquee game of the weekend, and that's why it's in this slot. To be honest with you, it was probably the number one pick <laughs> by the networks. Um, and I'm not just being a homer here; I'm just being an NFL historian. Packers been a homer all season, so we weren't. We won't accuse you of that. No, but, but please uh, be one now, because you you've. Like, you would not want to do it. Be Steer right into it, motherfucker. Be a I've, homer. But I've never been a homer, even in, like, the 13-win seasons of, 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 of Green Bay. But I, 
very, very gracious loser, very accepting of who they Packers are, as far as Green Bay goes. <laughs> Ray wants to go bullshit a little bit. <laughs> as far as being a Packers fan, Ray, I've never been, I've never been like that. You know that. You get on your high horse a little bit when it comes down to the intricacies of knowing what's going on. And you're just like, you guys aren't in Wisconsin. You don't hear the same shit. You don't know what I know. You, you that's know, where you go, Homer. You but go I actually, chats, I, but I actually know, like, man with Wisconsiners I, no, but, because but of I, Tony. But I know, I know the media. Like, I know the beat reporters. I know the people that cover it. Like, Tom Silverstein has covered... Uh, the Green Bay Packers for since Favre has been before Favre for for the for the local paper and now online and everything. He's one of the most. I used to play basketball with the guy. Like I know these people. I know How the people that cover the team. Magic Man or no? I believe that's where it was because that's like ninety. I think when it was the old Wisconsin right. yeah. with the Milwaukee Journal. Um, okay. So like, can, I, can I, we can we shout out to Tommy Warts real fast since he's media now too? And I know Tommy Warts. And his brother, Asaph. Who's a, but I'm saying that, you get a little homery when it comes down to like intricacies like that, because then you, you play the I live in Wisconsin card. <laughs> Packers are seven and a half point underdogs, and I think that's a very poor spread. Uh, I'll take the Green Bay Packers just on covering the spread alone. Um, and I think the game is going to go under. I think the Packers are actually going to win. I really, really do. I think Mike McCarthy's going to get fired, and I think Jim Harbaugh is going to Dallas. Uh, I was waiting till oh, now man. to say that, A but series of events. The the Cowboys. I just there's the there's a problem down there, and for once is it's there? not for once it's not Mike McCarthy. It's oh, Jer- okay. It's Jerry Jones. We've like, known that for fifteen years. Until he Actually, gets out we, of his own, we've known that for thirty-five years because he, he got rid of, of fucking his, Jimmy yeah. Johnson and, back in the day, which was the first stupid fucking thing he did. Until he gets out of his own way, it's just not going to happen. And mm-hmm. I, I think like Harbaugh may be the guy to come in and make it happen for him because he'd be like, "If you want me, I need these certain things." Um, the Packers are just to raise point from before. It's a group of guys that are bonding together. Um, they really are, especially like the receiving core. You talk about a bunch of guys that have been hurt and played through a bunch of adversity and you got a guy like Bo Melton comes in and is crushing it. Like that dude is uber talented as well. I'm so glad we have him. Jordan Love has been the best player in the NFL for the last eight weeks. 18 touchdown passes, one interception. He Mm -hmm. is executing what Matt LaFleur is putting down. I think the Packers go down and have a day. I really do. I, 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 despite Joe Barry, I think the Packers have a day. Now, obviously, Dallas is going to win 44 to 10 because I've been not on the Packers all year, and now finally I'm loving them, and it's going to bite me in the ass. Okay, I'm, I'm done on this one. I mean, my only take is that the Cowboys, I think, are outscoring their opponents at home by like 20 or more this year, and you're in Dallas, and a seven-point spread doesn't bother me when they win by 20 more often than not. So I'm not saying it's going to be a mollywop, but I'm still taking the Cowboys to cover and probably over on the points. All right, I got Green Bay in the under. Andrew's got Dallas in the over. Ray? 
that's that's the one thing that's a big deal and and why that playing uh against Detroit was such a big deal because the Cowboys at home are a drastically different team than they are on the road. Yeah, yeah. And so the Cowboys at home could slide into the NFC Championship game. Would you guys uh, they would have to go on the road. Would you guys have picked the Packers to beat the Lions in Detroit if they had ended up the two? I don't know that I'd pick them, but I know it'd be a I'd, I'd, it'd be a pick them for me in my mind. I'd have to think about it. And to your credit, I think the Packers have a good shot here. I'm going to pick the Cowboys for two reasons. Number one, so you the think home they game. win by? Do you think they win by more than seven and a half? No, no. Oh, I, so pick, I pick got, the Packers in the spread. Okay. Then you got over, closer game. Over or under because fifty and a half. You got over. Over, yeah, because quiet is kept. Okay. In indoors, that Packers offense. Jalen Reed in the rounds? No, Jaden Reed like, is excellent. The, the, the way they they the way they like Matt LaFleur as vanilla as they were at the beginning of the year, and maybe that was just trying to get guys to catch up and get going and they're so young. This is the youngest team to ever make the playoffs, you know that? Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe it. But what they do offensively in a lot of situations is a lot of pre-step motion to establish whether or not Jordan Love can figure out the defense on motion, right? And then they do a lot of stacks on the outside where they push as long as they can get time and a lot of play action. They've been doing a lot of play action. As long as they can get time, the routes that they're running are pulling the the play action is pulling linebackers in and the 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 way they're stacking and running these tree routes is pushing the safeties back. And a lot of times you see Jordan Reed coming out of those stacks through motion, like Ray mentioned, running a crossing route and just being wide open for 30, 40 yards. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing that happened for the Packers, and I'll be done off of my podium here, is Aaron Jones came back because it legitimized mm-hmm. the play action. As mm-hmm. good as A.J. Dillon is as a change of pace to the phenomenalism that is AJ, uh, Aaron Jones, sorry, it, it doesn't matter without him. This guy has gotten faster since he's been in the league. He's been clocked at over 21 miles an hour in practice this year. And only three guys have done 22 in a game. So a guy to have been in the league this long and get better and better and better. Aaron Jones is so under-fucking-rated. Agreed completely. Yeah, agreed completely, 1,000%. It's going to be a game. I'll give you that. All right, Ray had his Ravens moment, and he's going to have another one next week because they're going to be playing no matter what. I had my Packer moment. We're not going to get the Andrews Tampa Bay moment yet because we got the Sunday night game to get to. We got the (laughs) Sunday night game to get to first. What a storyline here, though. This may be the storyline of the weekend, guys. This is the game of the weekend, I mean. I think Packers... Cowboys game of the weekend because of the tradition. I think with the why story, it's in that Rams spot. Lions is the story. Uh, definitely the story of the weekend. Yeah, I, we'll agree on that. Stafford going back to Detroit. Who wants to who wants to lead it off here? You want to go? I mean, sure. I mean, what wh- what else can we really argue or or paint better than the NFL has actually just given us almost like it's scripted. Matt Stafford brings back the Rams that, you know, after the big trade a couple of years ago to the Lions, their first playoff game ever at Ford Field, their first division. I mean, the Buccaneers won that division more recently than the Lions did before this year. Think about that one for a half a second. So, like, 
the, the Lions finally get in there. They they finally get the payoff on Dan Campbell, on Jared Goff, on everything they've been working towards for a couple years. And here comes Matt Stafford and the Rams. And he's just looking to ruin their fucking their playoff homecoming and ruin their day and shit in their cereal. So much so that I think the owners have actually said that there's a ban on Matt Stafford Lions jerseys because they don't want to see fans even supporting back when he was a Lion which that's petty as fuck, but I, I can kind of respect that level of petty because it, it, it sets a precedent. But You're yeah, telling me so. that they're not going to allow you into the stadium if you have a Lions Stafford jersey on? They'll, they'll, do, you the like they, they'll do you like they did with Ray Rice, the Ray Rice situation to happen because I was there. They You brought the jersey in and they just give you a new jersey. Like they give, you a, different, they, they give you a different Ravens jersey? Yeah. Well, they, this if would be a Lions. They won't give him a Ravens jersey. Sure, but but, but that game, yeah. Like, It'll probably I, be the Walmart version that you would get, so it'd be like some kind of like, knockoff dude. To compare the situation of a person wearing a Ray Rice jersey after that to wearing a Matthew no, no, Stafford jersey. I'm so not, this is this so... Is, it's not no, the no, comparison. I know, no, no, no. I know, I know. And I know you're just, you're just... I know you're just mentioning something that happened, but I'm saying, like... You look so bad... If you're fucking not letting people walk in with a Matthew Stafford Lions jersey on, that's but bull, it's petty, it's, uh, and you it's, gotta respect it's that. It's worse than Tepper throwing a fucking drink on a fan. Period. In here's my what opinion, it, here's Tony, what it feels like. Tony, here's you're a big like. fan of CM Punk. You have no room to talk if you're bitching about petty. Here's what it, here's what it feels like. It feels like. <laughs> I like Walmart. CM Punk, the wrestling character on television, asshole. Don't and fuck he's with a me. petty bitch, so you should love this. <laughs> this feels like when Bomber bought the Clippers, and uh, I like what he started with. covering up the Lakers uh, yep. banners with like Clipper banners. Yes, because he said in the precedent. I think it's petty. I think it's a bad precedent for your players because it shows that. You don't really matter, but I think it's the right thing for the team and for the culture because you're saying we appreciate you, but we're about this right now. Yeah, rock with the team now. Like so, I don't like it, but I get it. And when you got Dan Campbell coming out talking about biting kneecaps and being gritty, hey. th- this this works with that gritty, like hard nosed "fuck you" Detroit kind of mentality. And, and let's, I like. And it. we're we're all talking about the Stafford side. Let's not forget Sean McVay drafted Jared Goff first overall and gave up on him. True. True. That's a big part of this too now. After he took them to the play the, the Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl, and you yes. know, and within a couple of throws of winning that bad boy. Well, yeah, because that was a miserable fucking Super Bowl. Fucking. I'm shit. sorry, Timmy, but if you don't take that shirt off, you can't come in and watch the Lions today. <laughs> I think it's Let's fucking make him dumb. Turn it inside out. Just I like think it's WWE fucking dumb. <laughs> It'd be more Get like, hey, Timmy, would you like a number sixteen jersey instead of? You want to know what? To me, it sounds like it sounds like a franchise that doesn't know what the fuck winning is about. So there's a whole goddamn petty that they're not going to let these people in with that fucking. We jersey all know on. that. That's the fact. Get I mean, that's, the that's fuck out of here. I, I I enjoy the petty. The, the this petty sounds is like funny. what this is level it? of petty is funny though. Is it the so curse it's... of who's the who's the curse in Detroit? Is it is it uh, Night Train? Is that the curse? And is it Bobby Lane? I thought it was Barry. Bobby Lane. Oh, it's Barry. Bobby Lane, isn't it? Yeah, oh, Night, Train, Night Bo- Train Lane. Yeah. Bobby Lane. Same person, right? Night Train Bobby Lane? Dick. Huh? Dick Night Train Lane. Oh. Okay. But you can understand, you know. <laughs> 
I never, Let's I wasn't around to watch either of them. I wasn't. The curse that's like almost a hundred years old. I thought maybe so if it, we don't really know the player yeah, that played well, in like 1957. It's like sorry. Seven, seven, <laughs> yeah, seven. Grandpa's not here to fucking tell us. I have. Bobby Lane was so good. I Abraham thought it might have been. A, used to go a, back and forth and it was awesome. <laughs> it could have been a goat too, you know. Yeah, that's true. Chicago, but uh, right. yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take. <sighs> What's what's the spread? You got the spread in front of you. So three. What's the it's spread? One and a half. Three. Three. One and a half. Three. Three. Oh yeah, spread three and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry. Over under was Detroit's minus three. Over under fifty one and a half. It's gonna be under, and I'm taking Detroit barely. Sweet. I'm taking the Rams and the under. I think the Rams win. I am. I want to pick the Rams, but I'm going to pick the Lions. That's where I was at, because the Rams have just been streaky this year. You got and over, I still over under that them. number, Ray. Over. I'm, I'm picking over in every game. Except. <gasps> that's a smart move. Yeah, that that's probably an under game right there. <laughs> All right. Go. Should we let you make armor? Ray, why don't you and I why don't you and I make our picks for the Monday night game yes. and then let Andrew yes. make his pick and let him have his moment. Um I'll I'll just say Philly's um minus three. Philly's favorite in this game, over under forty four. I will take Philadelphia and the under. I think this is a twenty seven to six game, Philadelphia. I have tried really hard to justify my mind. A world where Baker Mayfield beats Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. I've tried, and I got really close, but I can't do it. I'm going to take the Eagles to win. I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to take the Eagles to win, let's say, 17-11. That's fine. That's fair. That's fine. You guys don't really like me. No, it's not even that, because I'd like, obviously, given where I live, I have a lot of Eagles friends, and they're down on the team, but the awkward thing about this matchup is it is the perfect opponent for each other. It is it is winnable both ways. Like, the, the Eagles have limped into the playoffs just like the Steelers did after they went 11-0 and then shit the bed, and the, the Bucks have looked scrappy, they have... They won a few a lot more recently than the, the Eagles actually put anything together to look competent. Matt Patricia hasn't exactly lit up the world with that defense. Jalen Hurts is coming off an injury. AJ Brown is hurt. Now it's not as it's not as drastic as it could have been, but it could still keep him out or it could limit him and stuff. So if AJ Brown's not there, Hurts is banged up. Their defense has not looked good in the last couple weeks. The Bucks defense and the offense, they, they trade off back and forth who decides to show up and who decides not to. But on the games that they both show up and they both look good, they look a little scary this year. So if everybody comes out motivated, if Baker looks like he did against the Packers and starts throwing fucking four touchdowns and 158.3 passer rating and lighting shit up, I think I think I think the Bucks are gonna move on and nobody expects it. Now, do I think it's going to be over that point score? No, I think it's going to be under. But I, I think it's going to be kind of like a, a 24-10 kind of game where the Eagles just – the Eagles are out. The Eagles got nothing. Like, what we've learned this year is that 
Shane Steichen probably kept that team together and that offense and kept shit moving. And Sirianni's a fucking idiot. So the fact that Sirianni can't motivate them, can't keep it together, and can't figure shit out to blow all these games and to lose important games or to just give up in that last game just because the Cowboys were winning or for whatever reason. Like, I, I think we have to give Shane Steichen a lot of credit for what the Eagles were able to do prior to this year. It's funny you bring up Shane Steichen because I can't wait. The number one thing I want to see next season is a healthy Anthony Richardson um, with the the little experience he had from this year, but like there's still like experience to be had from what he went through oh, yeah. um, to be able to get it more when he's comes back next year, because I love that kid to begin with. And I just can't, imagine that team's going to be sick if that guy can just if he can avoid turning the ball over and stay healthy and learn how to slide well i mean that's just all here and there i mean he can he can make the throws and, and he can move so i mean i just i can't wait to see that next year oh i agree because let's be honest here shane steichen drew up the right play the colts could have won that division but homeboy literally dropped it like it was a fucking little flare route. All I thought did, about that. Interesting too, because it. here's the thing: like, you're everybody's like, well, why is that? Why isn't? Why don't you have one of your running other running backs with more receptions in to do that? But at the same time, maybe they're not as open as your fullback is in Agreed. that situation, and they think it's he's part of the stand, disguise. Yes. Right? You think he's going to stand and block, right? It's not like uh, Arthur Smith in 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 Atlanta with Bijan Robinson, you know. They think Correct. we're gonna. They think we're gonna run it with them. They'll never expect it if he just stays in and blocks all the time, or sits on the bench, you know. So are you telling me that Steichen ran a spider two wide banana? Because the because the hype goes always to the what? I I didn't to the fullback. <laughs> oh God, is he gonna come back? Because I know no. there was buzz that Gruden no. might be back around. Some maybe some boy will be back. Baby boy, literal, the literal Chucky doll will come back before John Gruden's back in the NFL. No, John Gruden. John Gruden jo- John makes Gr- a, a cameo in the next Chucky movie. John Gruden's so done. Jay ain't coming back either. I'm, Jay's career is over because of his brother. Yes. I, Jay's career has been over long before that. Do you remember Washington? We remember Washington. He dead. Like he's That's done. Right. <laughs> Andrew, you, you, what was your, what do you got? Tampa Bay in the under here. Tampa Bay in the under, yeah. Like I said, I think it's made like twenty four ten. I will say this, you know, Jalen Hurts is a hometown kid, Channelview, that's from my house. Love Jalen Hurts. I love Jason Kelsey. I like what the Eagles built. I want you to be right because I really, I, for you, for your sake, the Bucks have been bad enough that it'd be good to see them successful. I just ain't no way in hell I just can see the Eagles be like, yo, we're gonna. This is what we are now. There isn't a single game this weekend in which we all pick the same team against the spread, uh, but there are three games in which we all picked the same over and under. We all picked the over in Cleveland and Houston, which is interesting. Uh, we all picked the over in Buffalo and Pittsburgh, which is not, which I think is the easiest pick in the entire fucking thing. Over under 36 when Pittsburgh doesn't have T.J. Watt sounds just way too appetizing like I'm and running. Andrew Andrew picks like the, the, that one smells I am he's running. just too scared 
Um, and then uh, we all have the under in the Philly-Tampa game, so expect it's that not, one to fucking be scared. 80 points. It's just, we've seen the Bills. The Bills don't always win by 10. Can Sometimes I change? they win by 3 Actually, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going Philly in the over. Philly's defense sucks. I think their offense shows up, so I'm changing that one. Okay. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this. Some of my Eagles fans friends have said they would rather lose to the Bucks then squeak past the Bucks and get trucked by the Dallas Cowboys. That's real. I agree with that. I can agree with that. So get, that. get the get the 20th pick in, instead of the 24th pick or some shit. Well, yeah. not even for that pick reason, but because it's the fucking Cowboys. Like that's a rivalry. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like that that stings harder if well, the Cowboys end up beating the Eagles, even if the Eagles move past the wild card. When the Eagles win, they'll be playing the Rams. So, well, in your play out, yeah. Yeah, my. <laughs> <laughs> and last thoughts, guys, before we get the hell out of here. What a great show today! Uh, a lot of great discussion, a lot of fun topics. Uh, this is probably the easiest show to put together because we had so much uh, to talk about. Um, I think the awards this year, the standouts are are, are pretty. Uh, pretty cut and dry as far as what we had for for i think lamar will easily be the mvp D'Amico ryan's will be the coach of the year i don't think there's any question in that guys that's my last uh my last thought is if the ravens win the super bowl get yourself a running black like that that's where it's at (laughs) are we at the point now legitimately i think we're at the point where there's more black quarterbacks starting than white quarterbacks it's close it is close. You're right. I don't. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm talking about like regular starters. Let's run it down. Uh, Ravens. That is actually a fantastic question. Ravens one, Chiefs two, Texans three, uh, Tua. He's he's Samoan. He's not black, but but he's you want to say minor- so let's my, go minority. Okay, so sure. non-white. Okay, I like that answer. Better. So that's yeah, Tua's four, right? Uh-huh. Um, How are you no, running it down? What are you What are you going by? I'm just running down. I I have. What do you mean? Because I, I teams. I'm just. I'm looking at the yeah, standings. I'll, I'm just running down the wild okay. card standings. So the Ravens okay. is one, Chiefs is two, Texans three, Dolphins four. Uh, Steelers no, Bengals no, Jags no, Colts you could say five. Raiders, yeah, because Richardson would be starting if he didn't get injured. Raiders, no. Broncos is a no because Russ is gone. But uh, Russ but still was. This year. Okay. So like, this year. You still can't Oh, Russ. at the beginning. Yeah. Okay, six. Jets, no. Titans, no. Chargers, no. Patriots, no. Niners, no. Cowboys, so what, that's six? Yes. Right? Yes, we're at seven now. Seven. Lions is a no. Bucks, no. Eagles, eight. Rams, no. Packers, nine. Seattle, ten. Saints no, Vikings no, Bears eleven. I count fifteen. Giants. I count fifteen, and that's if that's that's if you thir- say Jameis isn't the starter from New Orleans. I Are you not. counting Jacoby Brissett with the Commanders? Thir- no, thir- no, thirteen. So, um, Miami Tua, Baltimore Lamar, uh, Deshaun Cleveland. CJ, Houston Texans. Okay, Cleveland, AR5, I got you at 13, 14. AR5, Col- um, Colts. Um, Russ, Denver, 6. K- 
Kansas, Kansas City seven. Uh, I think it's Dallas. I think it's fourteen. But then again, eight. Philadelphia nine. Chicago ten. Green Bay eleven. Carolina twelve. Arizona thirteen. Yeah, but yeah, it is fourteen. Yeah, it's fourteen. And who started the year for the Cardinals though? But it's Kyler's team. So you're kind of going back and forth on the start of the year and whose team I'm, it is. I'm, the, who, who would be the starter in any regular time? Kyler would have been the starter if he, if he wasn't hurt. That's what I'm saying. Kyler is the starter for the Cardinals. It's the he highest percentage starter. we've ever had, I would I would say. I got 16. Did you guys count Tyrod Taylor for the Giants? No, because it's well, not. I'm it's count, Daniel, Jones. Dan, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a regular starter. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, get, and that's if, great. If we look at total starters, then we're even over that because then and 17. Yeah. Do you want to know dogs. something else, too? Right now, it's considered more quality quarterbacks in the NFL than ever before as well. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, in fact, we could argue, with the exception of Josh, the top five quarterbacks, again, throw Josh in, are all black. That's never happened before. Mahomes, Lamar, Dak. Um, I guess you, Joe Burrow, so I may need to dial it down a bit. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's. I mean, top five. There's at least an argument because, like, yeah. you could maybe throw Stafford up there too when he's not fighting injuries. So, like, but I, I get what you're getting at. I, so, I, I so, like what so, you're putting down. It's it's just it's a wild man. 2024, bro. 2024. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Ray, let everybody know where they can find you and what's going on in uh, Ray Cash land. You can find me in Baltimore City next week, but this week, me and my baby leg gonna be down oh, at the NRG. All right. Good God. Uh, fair warning, I guess. Andrew? <laughs> hey, ladies, before you head down to NRG this weekend, make sure you stretch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you find me on Twitter at WC Warchief and uh, nothing fancy, nothing fancy. Oh, that's right. I think this this week we will have a TNA back. We're hard to kill, so I'll actually be covering that one. There you go. Did, did you, you did you did you know ESPN actually gave AEW its own section? So it's not all wrestling is under WWE anymore. I just saw that. I'm sorry, but that was just so mind blowing. And there's you know what's in their section is WWE news. It's hilarious. I mean, yeah. That that just means the cons know somebody or paid the right thing to at least get it separated. Shout out shout out to TNT, shout out to TNA. Shout out to Hammerstone. Shout out to the Grizzly Young Veterans. You can follow me at PC Tony. We'll see you next week for more Wildcard coverage and Digital Pills. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.